Welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. And I am Andrew. And I'm Philip. And I'm Graham. And this week, to mark the release of The Lion King, John Favreau's 2019 inverted commas live action adaptation of the classic Disney film. The only way I want to mark this film's release is with the bruises. But uh, yeah, now we are taking a look at the original uh, Lion King, released 25 years ago, 1994. None of us have seen the 2019. Yes, we should actually I mean, be clear on I'm that. Not, preface is that. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not like kind I of excited to. for it. I have to. I'm indifferent to it. I mean, some, some, some people, I believe, are fond of these. I don't quite see the point. I yeah. don't. The right. Right. The I, point, do, do we want to be... You really don't know the point. Let's, let's be clear. Well, well I, it's to, 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 to make, make money. lots of money. Yeah. Isn't that why they would kind of like keep the vault closed and then open the vault mm-hmm. so that like they'd buy DVDs? And yeah. Every yeah. 20 years of the yeah. they did yeah. that? Uh, yeah, except you can make more money this way. you got to keep in mind that like in terms of this model of production, it's worth noting that like Disney did a couple of early sort of trial balloon ones. They did like Cinderella with Kenneth Branagh, which made Great a lot film. of money. I actually really did, enjoyed that. They did Alice in Wonderland with Tim Burton, which really started, oh, started the boo. whole thing rolling. But like, no, no, but you go back, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland is one of the most financially successful movies yeah, of, made, of all time. Made a billion, I believe. Oh, yeah, over a billion dollars, no. which is really sort of like set the first wave of these in motion. So you got like Kenneth nice. Branagh's, yeah, you got Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella off the back of Again, that. Again, I got, think it's the best one of the lot. Yeah. I think it's really smart. It expands on the original Makes the makes it better and um, can have, Cinderella. Builds, yeah, Cinderella, Cinderella yeah. builds on the characters. Like Richard Madden's um, prince is, uh, I believe his name is James in the film. Is, he is a character. He has a character arc. Wow. Yeah, his relationship with his father. Phil just played, discovered who Philip Madden. Who Richard was. Madden? No, no, Richard, no, Richard Madden. Did we say Richard? Richard sorry, Madden. Richard Madden. Um, he has a character arc with his father that is. That's just stunning. It's just wonderfully and, emotive. And Lily James is, is also very Lily good. Lily James well. is and, amazing. And Kate Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett is the best live action villain they've had. Um, and I mean, it's with, Kate Blanchett as Lady Tremaine. I can kind of see how that would work. I'm I haven't not, seen this much. film, but I should say that I'm really not predisposed to these things because it just smacks of cynicism. Well, it's, I've um, seen. I've I mean, I've Pete's seen Dragon. The, if it's done, I like La- Pete's Larry, Dragon. Larry's Pete's Pete's Dragon is probably the best argument for these films existing. Which, yeah, yeah but, it's amazing. But how many of them are going to go down that kind of auteur and well, particularly idiosyncratic route? Particularly given that, like, that was the failure of the bunch. That's yeah, the failure. Pete's Dragon I, was the financial failure. I bunch. would say the reason why Pete's Dragon is the failure is because it's the least known property of yeah. all of these, and it, that that's. Though not coincidentally, Graham, I suspect that's also why Lowry was given the freedom. Yeah, the free uh, reign to he was actually given. reinvent it yep. in a meaningful way. But what happened then is 2016. What's it? 2016, 2017. You had Beauty and the Beast. It was 2017, sorry, yep. which was released in March, which is when Disney started releasing these films. It went on to become the highest-grossing movie of the year. Um, well over a billion as well, internationally, worldwide. I've seen about three minutes of that. And was it was the auto-tuned oh, Emma Watson scenes? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. as soon as she opened her mouth, I wanted to strangle a puppy. 
like these these movies aren't for us. Like yeah. the, the 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 Lion King kind of came yeah. out probably even a bit late. The original came out even a bit late for me. I was five. I was the perfect age. It was the film. I still remember seeing it in the cinema. I'm fairly certain I saw it in the Savoy. And I I remember the colours, the shapes, how they've, they just astounded me. They're, it's one of the earliest memories I have as a child. And I, I it got me into animation. Like, I can trace back my love of art and cartoons, animation, to that film. Yeah. So, and so, I, I'm actually going to side with Andrew on this. And I'm going to say yeah. that I think that there's, like... Well, as you're a year or two older than as, me. No, no, no. But well, as, as, no, I don't, I don't mean on the, the liking. a little older than a you. A little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but this, is, this were... is the last Disney movie. The, like, sorry, this is the first kind of Disney movie that was released that I wasn't excited about. Oh, really? Because I had gotten to that old. Huh? I felt like at the you point were too where cool for it. Yeah, well, like, to be fair, or, or, or perhaps there was something cool for everything, so. about it that just didn't grab me. Because yeah. like Aladdin was a big thing for Most me. Directly beforehand, Little um, Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, Beauty Beauty and the Beast Little Mermaid, and Aladdin were probably the big kind of three. Mm. Um, when I was saying I was on your side, I was more in the sense of we're not the target audience for the remakes. I, you know, I don't, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No. I, don't, I don't mind the existence of the. I know that like people are very upset about it's, the existence of the remakes. I don't mind them that much because I'm just. They're each yeah. making a billion. Like, yeah, they it, found their audience. Yeah, yeah except for Dumbo. Well, I actually have a soft spot. Another Tim Burton. Another Tim Burton remake. You've got to stop letting him make these. <laughs> I will. I will argue. I, anyway, this is not going to be the Disney remake podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's not. At I, least for about half of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't begrudge I these do films' think... existence on the financial side of things. It's just that of what little I've seen so far, and what the general consensus about them is, and considering that we have speculated that the main reason they exist is money. Um, I really can't help but feel that audiences are going to get shortchanged by but these a, new versions. But a big part of the objection to them is is kind of begrudgery and yeah, kind of snobbery, were, yeah. right? And like that it couldn't they're really be my childhood, yeah. or that like why can't the kids watch the original versions and stuff like that? That sort of attitude. Don't answer yeah. the question. Why can't they? Well, they can't because kids don't watch 2D animation in well, cinema. They should be anymore. reading the books anyway. Or in this case, Kimba the White Lion. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that, <laughs> I knew uh, you were going to get that. I studied. This is the thing where, again, I'm well aware that they're cynical. But you know what? All the, all the Disney animation films that we love were also cynical in that they were a product of market forces. The reason that The Lion King exists in the way that it does is because the original Beauty and the Beast was a monster. The reason that so much of the animation after The Lion King exists in the form that it does is because The Lion King had the fourth highest opening weekend of any movie ever behind Batman, Batman Returns and Jurassic Park uh, to give a sense of scale to this thing. Like, I mean, it's not a revelation to say Hollywood has always been an industry, it's always been cynical and driven by cash. I don't have an issue with the idea that somebody's version of the Jungle Book is going to be John Favreau's computer-generated CGI one, or I don't mind. A lot of people yeah. like that. Didn't I, they? I like that a lot as well. That's just probably the most acclaimed of the lot. I didn't like it. Okay, but yeah. I mean, I, I have no issue with like to pick Aladdin, which is a movie that I didn't personally. Did you see it? Yes, I, I didn't personally like Aladdin. Mm. I mean, it's it's very staid. It's very conventional. It's got like we can talk all day about its flaws, but I don't begrudge people for kids who are going to go see it. And that's going to be their Aladdin. Their genie is going to be Will Smith. Yeah. I don't see... Imagine living in that world. No. Okay. no I, I, this this is very much kind of like Darrentown. But I kind of... I kind of, I, I kind of agree. I do agree. Because, because like I have a sort of an indifference to um, the kind of kids movies on the 250s. 
under two feet. You do. Like Indiana Jones and <laughs> Star Wars. I will say, though, to. to, to <laughs> I, I will say against. Stick. I want to poke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say like against that. that point with Andrew, <laughs> my neighbor Totoro. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, come on now. Um, yeah. yeah one of the best he, films. He's bound to like one of them. No, no, no. But he like adored <laughs> that. He is Totoro. I am Totoro. Everyone adores Totoro. Yeah, everyone adores um, Totoro. But yeah, like, okay. Totoro. Sorry. Totoro. <laughs> I knew it the second I said it, I was like, the song is going to come in at some point. But to give a sense of scale for how big a monster The Lion King was. So we mentioned fourth biggest wow. opening weekend. It had, you got to work on that roar, Andrew. Uh, it's got a, a worldwide box office of 700, uh, sorry, $777 million. Wow, $777. Making, what? A million dollars. Oh, a um, million. Um, yeah. Making it, the, at the time, the most successful animated movie of all like, time. Surpassed uh, by Finding Nemo, uh, Toy Story 3, and Frozen, subsequently. Yeah. Nice. And again, you, you have to wait almost a decade to get there, though. Yeah. And again, you're talking about box office escalation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. That's we, definitely hit a billion. With inflation. Well, with the re-re- and with the re-release as well, because it's been re-released in 2002. It was released in 3D in 2011. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Well. Was there, there, I feel like there was a Lion King 2. There, there was, indeed. There was two a 3. There was a 3. There was a 3. There was a TV show. There was a 2, a 1.5, and, and a TV show as well. And a Timon and Pumbaa spin-off. That's yeah. it, exactly. The, the, the Lion oh, King. no, no, no. There was another one, The Lion Guard, which oh. is about um, a bodyguard... <laughs> it's basically so Richard, Madden's, Richard, Madden's, Richard, Madden's, Richard, Madden's, Richard Madden's TV show, The Bodyguard, but for one of the for one of the next members of the amazing. I want of Simba's family. One of uh, Simba's family is uh, gets a, like basically like a bodyguard. Yeah. Who's the bodyguard the for a lion? Like, yeah, another don't lion. Another I'm not lion. kidding you. Another lion this with a like really a, cool like Mohawk style mane. But, uh, this is on the but pro- like a common one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bit of rough. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love the I love the idea that this is like Andrew described like Jason Momoa's bodyguard. They are not his. Yeah, because we've all seen the picture. Sorry, Those are not his bodyguards. He's guarding them. Yeah, he's guarding them. <laughs> Guys, you're right. Yeah, we're fine. Um, but yeah, there was a sequel that was released, I think, in 1998. Star- right. video, uh, Simba's Pride. It yes. was. It was a nice idea in that if uh, the Lion King is basically Hamlet with fur. Uh, Lion King 2 is a spin on Romeo and Juliet. It is indeed with Nev yep. Campbell as well, starring as the daughter of, right. yeah. of Simba. And, um, and a very celebrated voice actor. Uh, not Quentin Flynn um, I can't remember his name he played Scar's son which oh, which that. which makes so many questions it, like if you stick real world um, facts of lions into these films it really really starts well, to get this, hairy this film walks the line quite well but then except... you watch the sequel and then it's just like oh so oh also Glenn Close is in the sequel she's the she's, she's Scar's love interest Okay. Yeah, Glenn Close plays the evil, evil Sarabi. Basically, she's like the. Uh, actually, you're wrong. Afraid it's not Glenn Close. It's not Glenn Close, is it? I know. Wouldn't it be great? I, I mean, thought it was Glenn Close. I mean, they got Klaus von Bülow for the original. Let's get Sunny for the sequel. But no, uh, it's Suzanne Bichette. Uh, Bichette. Yes, she sounds so like her. And it's Jason Marsden. Um, is yes, Jason Marsden as um. Oh, what's his name? He, Kovu. He, he was so cool. Because like, when, when, when I was a teenager, I watched that film. It was just like, he looks so cool. Like, that's what a cool version of, a cooler version of Scar would look like. But, um, is this well, is, hold on, we're gonna, we're gonna, let's not, let's not badmouth Scar. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, I'm not saying that at all, unless we're talking about the remake and uh, it looks like an emancipated monster. Anyway, but, uh, emaciated? It, 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 but yes, it, emancipated monster is a slightly <laughs> different thing. Um, I, excuse me, but I will. Not, I I think it's pretty rich that people start talking about each other's uh, speech and mangled language on this podcast. That's fair. I, I it is. That. 
But it, uh, no, they. But we what, will. What, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I was just like what Graham the, like, did mean is that the monster had um, asked to be emancipated from his parents. Emancipated. Like, 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 oh, no, I was, I was more thinking along the lines of Anchorman, where it's the seventies. <laughs> Monsters can do stuff now. Um, sorry. Well, that emaciates you quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, um, and obviously that was released in 1998. It got a surprisingly large push from Disney. Yeah. And it's notable for being, I think, one of the last big direct-to-video sequels that they Disney got. Mm-hmm. One of the signs that they put a lot of effort in is that they got a lot of the original cast back. Matthew yeah. Broderick was back. James yep. Robert Guillaume, James Earl Jones, Moira Kelly. They were Nathan Lane, Jeremy but to be fair, Nathan Lane's always there. As well. Oh, well, Jeremy Irons wasn't in the sequel. Because yes. He's dead. Obvious reasons. Yes, yeah. Like, he's what? not even in a flashback. No, the character Scar appears in the Scar's film. not in the film. Okay, well, Jim Cummings is credited as Scar. Yeah, because um, he but... probably had his song. Okay, cool. Because yeah. Jim Cummings does the song, Be he, Prepared. He does the final verse. Yeah, because you can hear, yeah, you can yeah. tell. You can, okay. it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, so, so... Look up in the sky. Um, Scar, <laughs> yeah, Scar appears, there. Yeah. <laughs> Just like next to Mustafa oh, having an awkward conversation. I'm a camp villain. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All the king... Because yeah, there's, there's even a... I don't know why we've turned on this tangent of Lion King 2, but there's even a thing where, like, Kovu and that say, all the kings of the past are looking down on us. It's like... And he asked, Scar- is Scar up there? <laughs> he was a king. Does Scar get in there just on a technicality? Does that imply that all the kings are in heaven? Well, I don't know. Scar might have a. <laughs> I mean, like he died in a fiery pit. Uh, but anyway, so, so I feel yeah, like if everyone is there. Of Notre Dame, I'd say that was a fair. And that they're looking over. Death. Here are all the good kings. Well, who are the kings over there? Um, <laughs> no, no, you, you don't. The, you don't go over point, there. Everything the light touches is a good king. Um, at, at this point, may I may I hope that our listeners have actually yes, watched this, this thing? This thing actually, yeah. To be fair, we're kind of breaching the spoiler zone protocol. But anyway, to give a sense of scale, as well. Oh, well, we're talking about royalty. We have to have protocol. Uh, home video, uh, it shattered all retail sales records. For any single, I know. I for bought it on opening day. any single product in history selling more than 20 million VHS copies in its first six days uh, when it was released. It sold 55 million units worldwide in its first year. Mm. Uh, the soundtrack was as much an emaciated monster as anyone you can imagine. I really hate that I've created um, this. <laughs> you've created an emaciated monster. Oh. Um, the original soundtrack was certified multi-platinum with more than 10 million units sold. Mm. Disney's first number one album since Mary Poppins. It spent oh. 10 weeks at number one on Billboard's top 200 album chart. The 1995 follow-up album The Rhythm of the Pride Lands is certified platinum as well. In terms of licensed merchandise, and this oh. is where, like... Oh, yeah, to, this is where... This is where... Excuse sur- my language. It gets real. Surprise. Like, this is where Lion King was a groundbreaker for Disney in terms of, like, licensing and merchandising and stuff like that. More than $2 billion in <laughs> licensed merchandise in the first five years following the release of the I film. I mean, who doesn't love fluffy lion toys? Like, I mean, like, the pictures alone, like, looking back at that animation... Like um, that simply looks adorable. Um, how re- many weeks did they run the Happy Meal? I wonder. Oh, oh god, the Happy Meal. This is the thing because I remember the Aladdin ones. There was one with Jafar where you press a button and he and, comes and out of the. No, his his uh, his arms would just rise. Oh up. yeah, <laughs> and then there was the carpet one as well that just kind of went to point. Yeah, Whoa, you could yeah, yeah roll. And he could wind back and pull. Yeah, uh, let go. Yeah, that was cool. Um, well, this is the thing where Burger King got the licensing for the. Um, oh really? Yeah, for it Lion King. Was, it wasn't a Happy Meal. It was That's a coup. Yeah, it was. It was a coup. Like a scar, like. Not to reveal too much about the. (laughs) But the uh, the Burger King, they actually underestimated the amount of toys that they wanted to sell. They estimated that they would they would sell thirty million figurines over the course. Is is there a number? What is there a number to how many they sold? 
Well, I have the number for the first week. A hundred million. I want to see. No, they estimated 30 million for no. the first six weeks. Okay. How much do you reckon they lost in the first week? Or sold in the first week? Keep in uh, mind that it can, it can be less than 30 million because they it only can made... It can be less. It's only 30 million they made. They only made 30 million toys. Okay. And they assumed that would last All six 30 weeks. million. Close. 17 million in, uh, the, fr- in the first week. So they went through half of their stock in the first week. Wow. Um, people... the, kid, the kids club. Yeah. Is that oh, yeah. what you call them? Kids I think club? In Burger King? Can, I can, have no can everyone? Okay. Can anyone remember but what the toys were? Had like a skateboard. There was a kid on a, a wheelchair. There yeah. were. People remember the kids' club. There was no, one guy no. who had like a a pair of sunglasses that was like a visor that went all the way across. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That's uh, cool. And it's worth noting as well, Toys R Us had more than 200 Lion King products on the shelves that Christmas as well. Did anyone have Lion King toys? I'm trying to remember what Did the toys Like are. I say, I was, I was slightly too old. Yeah. Did anyone else buy the I was Lion buying, King like, weekly magazine? And... What? What? It was a magazine. Wait, magazine. Lion King. I've d- deeply underestimated how big a fan you were of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got it. To be fair, like, for people who didn't, who pe- for people who will obviously not know, he was like, you were quoting the film as the film was going. I was doing, I was having more vociferous yeah. emotion, emotional reactions than that. I was, uh, Andrew, you were being I, prepared, man. I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, Andrew was glowering at me for my constant, like, happy, <laughs> joy, joy. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> yes, you was. were. I could feel, feel eyes burning on me. Um, well, I guess this is a nice segue into the next question. Like, do we remember the first time That's that we saw... That's just Google Home, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you were terrified of that. The self-aware, you. yeah, yeah. listening to you. But yeah, so I think this is a nice someone is. segue into the question. Do we remember the first time we saw this? Because this yeah. is 25 yes. years old. I don't and know. for making us feel so much older now. Were we Darren? all old enough to see it in the cinema when yes. it first came out? I was out? five. I'm fairly certain it was the first film I ever saw in the cinema. Wow, That's Fairly amazing. certain it is the first film I ever saw. It got me interested. I think I said this already. Yeah. Into animation, and it, it it's it's stuck with me my whole life. I adore it. Um, watching it back, as you get older, watching it back because I watch it in increments of maybe every five years or so, I'll go back, and it's interesting to see what I've missed and what I can take from it further. It's I will say this: there are some things that kind of do not hold up. And I'm a little sad to say that. Oh, interesting. Really? So yeah. it's going to be a, very, a few things. A few, a few, a few, a few contentious uh, spoiler zone then, I guess. Yeah. Like, the, I, and I think I, I was about um, eight when it, uh, when it came out. Already, how is that you were getting these? Yeah. How yeah, is that it was not a very, very small window, but I love... He was like the kid from the 400 Blows. He was sitting there with his little jewel vape. I got a carton of cigarettes for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, it was it was it was like currency in yeah. the in what the, in what you got <laughs> what are you in for yeah exactly but um, yeah and I think I I think I always found kind of um, it it was early on I I was dazzled by um, Little Mermaid but very quickly I started to find um, uh, Disney movies really corny fair. Which they are, but it like like I, I can I can appreciate like yeah. how um, great they are. Phil, so. Phil will probably be able to answer this. Do you guys remember the video game? No, the Sega video game. I, no, I'm not surprised there was one, but I don't remember. Oh, it was amazing! It was a 2D uh, platformer scroller, right? scroller yeah. where you played a Simba throughout his life. I could not get past. Oh, the bo- you did! You yeah. grew up. I could I not. I could that, not yeah. get past the Bone Graveyard. I could. Ne- I never reached adulthood as Simba. It was very. But wasn't sad. this the one? Where, wasn't this one? <laughs> well, you were told not to go there. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Um, which, um, yeah, Graham's version of Lion King will be very different. But Phil, 
Do you remember first seeing this? Yeah, I would have been seven years old. It was one of the first films I saw as well. The first one was actually Aladdin for me. Hmm. The but, first film you ever... That's a, yeah, that's a, interesting. Because you were talking about... Was you talking about seeing Little, Aladdin as well? Little Mermaid was my Little first. Little Mermaid was your first. So. I mean, in our part of the world, it just seems to be right of passage that Disney will... There's a good chance that Disney will produce the first film you see in a cinema. Because they're big, wide releases that would have hit Ireland. And would be family-friendly. Family-friendly, yeah. So you're, like, you're not going to take your kid to go and see big Pulp Fiction. No, my left foot was not my parents' <laughs> kind of thing. Or Gump or you know, <laughs> any of the other 1994 films on the list here, you know. Mm. Three yeah. Colors Red, like last week, would have been an interesting <laughs> eye-opener. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe Metal Heart but we'll talk about that another time but uh, um, yeah so like I say seven years old and I distinctly remember just um, loving the musical numbers bawling my eyes out at it constantly and um, yeah again I think I give a bit of a repeat performance today watching it because it, it's been quite a while since I saw it does it, it still last. hit you? oh right right mm, in the yeah. right in the um, what is it the children's the proverbial say? fields the fields I believe the kids yes. well uh, it, it, it's nice to be reminded I still have the but, um, and I, I would have a similar sort of memory of that. I have a particularly strong emotional attachment to Lion King for several reasons. First of all is I actually grew up in Africa, in Ghana. Oh, um, wow. So when I was at that stage, that would have came out the year before we came home. So I don't know if I saw it in the cinema. First one I remember seeing in the cinema, I think I've talked about this before, is Richie Rich of all things. Poor <laughs> um, thing. Wait, um, hold on. How old were we when Richie Rich came out? Was Rich, that was the same year. Richie Rich was around the same year. It would have been a year was earlier it? or whatever. Yeah. Um, wow, I definitely saw that came video. Ghana... Yeah, Accra didn't have a public cinema, or at least it didn't have a public cinema that my parents were happy mm. taking me to until the final year before we left. Mm. Um, so You had grown then, you had become a man and, and understood I the dangers of the cinema. I wanted to see Richie Rich. I wanted to see Western affluence. Um, <laughs> opulence. Um, but yeah, so I don't, know if I, I don't know if I saw it in a cinema or if I waited for the VHS when I came back. It's quite possible and I suspect what happened is I saw it on VHS after I came back to Ireland mm. and I probably, that's why I probably feel that same sort of affection that I have for it because I don't, I was between the age of four and eight in, in Africa. I don't have that many memories and in fact, many of the memories that I do have, I wonder if they're formed by people telling stories to me. You know how that is when people tell you stories about when you were a kid and you sort of internalize them and mm. it's it's hard to tell whether you actually remember that time yeah. if there was a snake in, in the garage or well, your if... your your father created you in the garage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did put you it putting together like Hi, you, Mr. Moody. He was like Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> a little stone heart. Also, yeah. also I just said Mr. Mooney, I feel like Lucille Ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, and what I remember That's why you don't have <laughs> That's or feelings apparently either. That's why um, Coco didn't touch you like it touched all of us. Uh, but I the other thing I remember about The Lion King, and I wonder if maybe Phil probably is the most likely of us to like empathize with this. When we were, when we were, or when I was a kid, uh, my family would go on holidays in Europe, and what we do is we take the car over in the ferry, and then we drive across France. You do their taxes. Um, I do the taxes <laughs> in the back seat. No, but what we do is we we go over to, to France, and we make a point of driving, so we could stop off at Disneyland, we could spend a couple of days in Paris, we could even go to Switzerland or whatever, nice. right? Oh, cool. Did you ever go um, to Park Asterix? So, yes, uh, yes, yeah. we did, it was lovely. Pe- people are supposed to um, say that it's, like, better. And it's, it's more depends, rustic. Depends, I guess, it's more, how you feel about Disney. That's it, exactly. It's it's more grounded and more natural, and it's kind of, like, it, it feels more visceral, if that makes sense. Although I absolutely adore Disneyland. I'm a huge Disneyland fan. Um, but what I will say, though, is that while we were driving, because there'd be two or three days of driving when we got over there, because if you're going to the south or you're going to the, the east, obviously when we get off the ferry, there's a bit of work. What we had is, I remember for four or five years, we would have three CDs on rotation. <laughs> <laughs> One of them would be the greatest hits of Dean Martin. All right. Which was 
Amazing. That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the second one would be an audiobook decided by committee. So the group of us would sit down and we'd say, what audiobook are we going to digest on this road trip? Like Tess of the Dubervilles, that sort of stuff. Uh, Hound of the Baskervilles, that sort of stuff. The Wheel of Time. Yeah, no, maybe not. Uh, that was a real hard sell. And the third one, and the one that I most distinctly remember, is the Lion King soundtrack. Yeah. And I remember this because what would happen is we would have for parts of the journey where myself and my little brother... And he, he's not going to listen to this, so he won't be embarrassed, but that's okay. Where myself and my little brother would sing the entire score from beginning to end. Wow, More for than the that, Lion King. For the Lion King. Also worth noting that a couple of years later, Men in Black came out. Oh, no. years after that, your oh, voice broke. Darren. Myself and my brother could not only sing and rap the entire Men in Black song. Oh, we Darren, do, that we is the whitest thing I've ever we heard. We could do the entire... We could do the we could do the entire dance. Oh, uh, for in the car? car? No, <laughs> in the car. That's highly impractical. And now, listeners. <laughs> now, listeners, an audio version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and it, that's that's what I think about one of the annoying. And it's amazing. Oh, and that's something I'm going to tell the whole wide world. <laughs> Darren, I, I, I just don't know where... There was no be. reason to tell the men in black one. <laughs> You're like a particularly fascinating onion. Every time I come here, another layer is revealed. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I mean, um, it brings like, me to tears. Like, you know, if you're looking at movies that explain why Darren is the way that he is, The Lion King is pretty far up there. It's like that and heat. I just really like, want to understand the men in black <laughs> one. <laughs> and apparently men in black apparently is also up there. Yeah, what other songs were there apart from the wolf one? <laughs> Um, no, no, we would just do the one Men in Black song. Oh, okay. Like, just right. the song, not the entire album. I don't know. We, we sit there and make little piano noises. To be fair, the Danielle from score is quite good. It, it is indeed. <laughs> um, but anyway, I feel like that that's enough on that. We're going to circle nope. back. Oh, you, know, no. you think you've had enough of a tangent at this point? <laughs> you think so? You really think so, Darren? Okay. We still haven't had you deliver the uh, Men in Black song. <laughs> 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 nothing to do with this movie. That, that, that may or may not be an Easter egg at the what? end of the podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> anyway, um... So let's ask the three questions before we jump into the sports zone. So Graham, <laughs> yes, uh, do you think that? <laughs> why, why do you sound so? What did you? I'm not. I'm name? not. That's just how he answered. Graham, yes. <laughs> now Graham, <laughs> you better behave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're on warning. It's a probation. <laughs> um, first, first question is: hmm. Do you think The Lion King belongs on the list of the top 250 movies ever made? That's a tough one. That's honestly. If you'd asked me when I was younger, I would have said yes. Um, now it's up but in the. It's you would a, have said a, all sorts of stupid things. If you come to me 10 years ago, you know, somehow, hey, you know, what's is it the Lion King in the top 250? I'd have gone yes. And jingle um, all the way. So. <laughs> um, no, I. Ooh, really? There are other animated films that I think are better, there are other films that I think are better. There's a lot of films out there, and it's not, it's just out there. It's like on the periphery. You but it's not. Defend yourself it's or okay. No, I can't. I do because I can <laughs> see Phil's eyes. No, no, not I'm just Phil's. <laughs> no, I'm just fascinated by this. Feels like the, the debate that I have with myself every time I get asked this question. Whatever film we're talking yeah. about, does it belong on two fifty? Mm, it's well, the hardest I've had to think about it. It's the hardest. Of, it's the Who hardest am of... I to decide? <laughs> Who what am is, I? What, what, <laughs> I'm a little man. It's this too is Lion important King. a decision to I, leave I, to I, one man. Show him stalker, and then we'll let. Oh, also, how? What number is it? Forty-five. Quite high. Oh wow, it's very it's high. in the top fifty. Um, wow, so high. Um, <laughs> Andrew tips his hand a little early. <laughs> uh, so no, it wouldn't be in the top two fifty. Okay, you don't think it belongs no. there, Phil? Um, 
I think I might put it in if I as an exemplar maybe of Disney operating yeah. at its best. It's either this or Fantasia. So yeah, Fan- I, I, I'm Fantasia was it. but dropped out actually. Interesting. Uh, Fantasia, and I know one. Beauty and the Beast is one of those that lingers right into the bottom of the list. It does indeed. Yeah. Um, and they're the only two Disney convention animated films on there. It's largely done really? by Pixar. Um, so you have like on there you have Toy Story, Toy Story Three. You've got Up. You've got Wally. Not Toy got- Story Two. No, Toy Story 2 dropped off, unfortunately. No, but I have to say, I mean, whatever grain you might think about Lion King, but I would gladly see that in the list uh, rather than, say, Up or Wally. Inside Out? I'd put it ahead of Wally. If I, if I had to, I would put, put it ahead of Wally. I mean, I mean, I was never hot on either one. For the the first half, half is great. The second half... Exactly. Um, up, to me, it's got a, it reaches its crescendo 10 minutes in. <laughs> so Very true. Yeah. That's me. And I'm an evil person. <laughs> and Andrew, would you put it in the 250? Put Darren. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, would would I put it in the 250? No, um, but I, I would put lots, um, or at least have some representation of uh, Disney movies. But it, but it, but it wouldn't be this. Like I don't go and watch. Disney movies now kind yeah. of um, mm. we've as, talked about this on the podcast an before adult. it's People, very strange like yeah you, you wouldn't yeah, sit down but, and say I want to watch Cinderella on a Saturday night but I, I, will, I will tell you right now I have a uh, I don't know about you guys but I've got a, a, a fiance and that and she rub it in she, she, she every now and Dad, then will go do you want to watch this later yeah, okay. Graham. do you want to watch a, do you want to watch a Disney film do you want to watch something a bit lighthearted? do you want to watch something that harkens back to childhood and I'm you know what I'm all for it when she when she says it she she would, she would very much like because Darren, she point, uh, Breed pointed this out. <laughs> she goes, I, every time I'm on the podcast, I'm on about a film I don't like. Could I please be on one that I like? And when I said Lion King, <laughs> she went, "Oh man, come on!" Because <laughs> she loves Lion King. Why you <laughs> because there's five, five people. It's too many on the one <laughs> podcast. No, no, it's too late. It's too late now. It's too late now. She's heard the I... podcast now. She's shaking her head Breed. at me. I can see the future. Freed, I'm sorry, I didn't realise. Um, Graham, we're going to talk about this later. Um, oh, weapons off. I understand that, though. I've I've kissed girls, and and, <laughs> I, I, and did you like it? I did. Yeah, and and so and nice. some sometimes they suggest to watch a, a Disney movie too. Hang on, hang so. on, hang on. Shh, don't say these things. About, you're going to ruin the shit. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to further complicated and people will be more invested yeah like, whatever works there doesn't need to be anything there for people to <laughs> to ship it to ship it yeah this is true uh, yeah uh, uh, not that I know whether or not there's anything to, to, to ship I didn't anyway so Graham yes yes but Darren well, you haven't answered is that question. a better yes <laughs> that's a better yes thank you um, should, it, should it be on um, the 250 for, for me I would argue yes it should uh, mm-hmm. for, largely for the same reason that you uh outline there ironically while not putting it on which is that I think there should be a representation of traditionally mm. animated American film on there this is the one this is the this one is that I would one pick. of the ones no Don Bluth no American no. F- American Tale no no, no Land Before Time like even no, no 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 they're, Secret of Nim they're no, very no forgotten good god well, okay, um, Anastasia like, I guess but the okay. other three things but like it, The Land Before Time and um, Feifel's uh, Tale and American Feifel, uh, yeah, yeah American all that tale. sort of American, thing yeah. Feifel meant, has a tale. Meant, meant a lot to us as children, but it mean next to nothing now. Like, in terms like, of, like, yeah. cultural impact, in terms of, like, shaping the zeitgeist. I, exactly. I, I think Land Before Time. Like, I mean, even today... There like, are a generation people, of people who remember those movies, and then if you were to tell 
if you were to tell a a, a person a little bit uh, younger than us, mm. they wouldn't get it. Uh, they wouldn't get it, but they would know what the Lion King yeah. is. Like, they would know what a Latin is. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, like to pick a couple of arbitrary examples out of my own cultural sphere, the opening episode of Modern Families, which dates back from, what, 2009, yeah. features an homage to the Lion King with the baby being raised yeah. a certain <laughs> exactly. life. The, like, David Tennant's... Which is ironic, because Nathan Lane comes into that later. David Tennant's first episode of Doctor yeah, Who he quotes the Lion features King. him quoting the circle of life. Which is, again, is a show that is aimed at kids who weren't alive when the show yeah. was, when the thing was released. Wait, no, hold on, that's the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's sort of thing. And, like, there's, I mean, and it, there's a vine that has become a meme where uh, Rafiki brings out the Lion King. Oh, as everyone oh yeah. throws, he throws it with a yeet! <laughs> or, or, or again, a meme that uh, has uh, all the all that the light touches is what we control. <laughs> it's like, and what about that? Fire? No, we don't go near that one. That's uh, that's um. Gallifer. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? That's uh, that's Mordor. <laughs> Or that's, or that's White Heart Lane. Yeah. <laughs> or, that's, or, 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 or that's Jersey. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that it has that level of cultural impact. There's also the Pornhub meme. Uh, okay. Oh. Oh. Well, what there is? <laughs> how well, are someone you, how please are you? think of the children. <laughs> I'm literally clutching my pearls. Oh, yeah. She has pearls. Uh, wow, you do. pearls are black. Okay. Anyway. So. It's going to be shot at the opera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very dramatically, like yeah. Batman um, sort of style. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. sort of shattering, like like the chains of life. Anyway, um, or the links in the chain of a life. But anyway, as I was saying, um, I would argue that, yes, a Disney film belongs on here. A traditionally animated Disney film belongs on here. And I think this is... And again, I, I'm willing to concede this is entirely my bias. I'm willing to accept it maybe should be like Cinderella, for example. It maybe should be Snow White. You know, it could be any of those to pick examples. But, but... probably has it answered your... Oh, wait, wait, no. no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But um, I, sp- I suppose we can ask you that next. Okay. Whether it be on your own 250. That's what I had to say. Yeah. So, Graham. Yes. Would The Lion King be <laughs> on your, your own personal 250? Uh, funnily enough, yeah, it would be. I Again, it... I really liked it. It it's it impacted me. I get I, I like I see the trappings of it. I see some of the issues and that. But for me, it's it's one of those great films. And if I looked at my two fifty, I would harbor a guess that there's going to be at least a third of it's going to be animated. And you got to have a lot of the old stu- the old school um, Disney animated films there. Like I'd have a load of them in that. Yeah. So yeah, it would definitely be on mine. And Phil, yes. I'm getting in on this actually. Yeah. <laughs> Same question. <laughs> uh, yes, wholeheartedly. Um, is this your favorite Disney film? Because uh, that seems it to be the seems asking, yeah. it does seem to be for a lot of people it is, and I think it is for me. Like I say, there's the competition is it, it's stiff. I mean, like mm. I say, you could have Fantasia or maybe something like Beauty of the Beast, mm. but Air I think it's probably going to be a Little Mermaid, Bambi. Oh, very Bambi's nice. a good one as well, and or I mean, Pinocchio. you argue that even like the Black Cauldron, Notre Dame, as far as oh wow, <laughs> I'm and, kidding, and I'm bit, kidding. I will admit, I do have a soft spot for Hunchback. Hunchback and Hunchback. Hunchback. Of oh, all the Disney films, I would actually like to see get a live I have a, I have a funny thing as well. Hercules, oh, that would be great. Hercules yeah. feels like the, the unloved cousin of the Disney films, and I feel like that could do with a live-action Her- remake. That Paul Tiamatti. Actually... <laughs> is... <laughs> oh, it's the Hunchback. The Hunchback, of course. <laughs> oh my god. I could see that. Yeah. But no, Hollywood, you know our number. I, I, think, I think Hercules could do with a live-action remake that could expand and and make it better as long as I guess James Woods back I'm happy but I mean he I, is the, great. Thing, the thing about and again this is the issue with the live action remake of things he's good in things shark to be absolutely clear um, but, <laughs> he's good in things, things. In things. Um, but to be absolutely clear like one of the things and this gets at the thing with Aladdin or the live remake of Aladdin with uh, Guy Ritchie um, is that 
a large part of why Hercules works as well as it does is because the animation style is very overtly like in the style of those Greco um... uh, just a point I hate Hercules yeah. the film yeah. a lot of people don't like it okay yeah Okay, but the... I, I love it and there's uh, there's an obvious reason why because he's half human no because he's <laughs> yeah which I have no, no he's, he's I Disney... can relate to half of him like he's, like he's Disney's Superman like he is they paint him as Superman basically in that film like all the stuff he can do like you know so that's kind like I, I can even see why I partially love it but yeah also James Woods is like one of the best Disney villains his Hades is he's not the traditional kind of villain no right? he's, he's more not more lighthearted. he talks more like a lawyer well I, I looked back because I don't know why they're doing this well, now it's a very on, Greek idea yeah. of, what, of what Hades is on yeah. YouTube they, they've been hearkening back now to showing videos of the old animation tests with all the actors and they have shown an interview with uh, James Woods and it is fascinating because they had an idea of what Hades was going to be and then he came in and this one actually what you're doing right now you mean speaking as myself yes just do that because the way you talk is fascinating as a character in this you film. You sound like Satan. I think there might be some of that in The Lion King as well. But we'll get into We're that. Get yes, we will. Um, and Andrew, would this be on your own personal 250? Um, no, no. Like, no. But well, as you discussed, you're not, you're not a Disney fan. Yeah, and like I'm open to, to watching kind of uh, these kinds um, of, of movies. Um, but um, as, like... In terms of ones we've already done, we've we've done Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and we've also done the the Studio Ghibli films as well, yeah, some yeah. anime film, and so and we've I done th- some of the Pixar ones as well, like Inside Out. Mm. And I think I've I've, I've 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 probably enjoyed them more, um, to be honest. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Well, everybody's got one. Yeah, this is and, ours. It's not and yours, I think so it's it's okay. probably yeah, it's probably part of it is probably that the that I didn't develop an association with. Mm. Yes, yeah. so yeah. I might have a bias against it. All right, and Graham. Yes. If listeners have not seen the original 1994 version of The Lion King, would you recommend that they pause the podcast, run out, watch it right now, come back and join us for the Spoiler Zone? Definitely. It's, again, especially if you haven't seen it. Um, why are you still listening yeah, to Why are you listening to it? We've spoiled it. Um, it's a brilliant film. It's it, it, For its time, it was really well animated. Um, the songs are amazing. It has an incredible score. And it has one of the great Disney villains. And, you know, uh, just to make a massive point here, it's a classic, it's untouchable, and to remake it would be uh, a tantamount to a sin. Steady, steady boy. Easy, easy. I'm done, I'm done. People get, let, let people enjoy what they enjoy. The film is not yet, so I, ha- I well, can't not do that. The film is this technically is, out right now, and I guess people are listening to this. It's, it's just, as each remake comes out, so I get now, more and more annoyed. So in real life, either you will have your opinion completely uh, backed up, or you will have to eat your hat. No, yeah. because the thing is, well, the thing regardless of it being, uh, regardless of this film being good or bad, it's going to make money for them, so it'll be considered a success. So what I say, as a person, as a critic, will be moot. Because it'll make them money. Ooh. I feel like you're going to be the one who has to lead the charge. No, yes. I really shouldn't. No. <laughs> But uh, okay, all right. So, uh, Phil, can you take no, us down? No, it's just I've got a strong enough leader to do it. Can you take us down a notch? <laughs> no. <laughs> would, you, uh, would you recommend the people that they haven't seen The Lion King watch The Lion King? Do I even have to reply? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's it's wonderful. I absolutely mm. would recommend to anybody, particularly children, before their minds are warped by a 
remake that. Clearly, okay. Jack Graham. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm baiting people. That's all this is. That's all this is. <laughs> okay. I'm not. <laughs> Andrew, we're, we're going to cut the mics off. The mics are, the mics are dead. Um, Silence, you Disney shills. <laughs> Damn it. Do you guys have any appreciation for how sponsorship works, man? I'm not going to get my Disney jets for my next, for my next Marvel movie. Oh, wow. Oh, have you been called a shill? Yeah. Oh, God bless and you. Well done. And it's great because the same people are like, why don't you like Endgame? Ah, anyway, I know it's, yeah, it's oh. Anyway. Darren's trying to get, uh, get invited to Disney Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been yeah. pitching. One of these days I'll get an invite. Last it's Disney it's, it's Day, great fun. all that Graham, I know Graham, you told us. <laughs> you keep telling us, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it's impossible. It's a long time. Wait, 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 you did once, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I and, see. I see. Everyone else is I'm, invited I'm to Disney Day above me. Disney Ireland. Darren, he's a lovely guy. We'd be delighted if you just give him a throw him a bone. Anything. I'm really glad that you two can share the experience of Disney Day together. We'll have a special really podcast happening. on the 250. His where eyes are nearly as green as scars. Look at them. <laughs> I know. It's all right, Darren. It's okay. Uh, they realise that Darren is kind of like a, a warm-hearted person who's going to stand their movies <laughs> and anyway and, and <laughs> say so, like like they, um, I think it's interesting that they're doing this and I hope it gets its audience. Versus <laughs> um, Phil, ah, Phil and Graham, its audience is, like, is bloody everyone. Phil and Graham is like. We'll, well, give them a bit of no, money. No, here's the thing. Send them a bit of merch. No, I'm... no, here's the reason why. And here's the reason why. If they're honestly listening and they honestly give a damn, here's the reason why. I only speak for myself because I would. I dare not speak for Phil. He's his own man. The reason why is <laughs> I think Darren, when he, when he delves deep into these uh, films on Twitter, whether it be uh, a DC film, a Marvel film, when he goes to Doctor Who, X-Files, he dives deep. He, he dissects it and he starts... A kind of narrative and a very well thought out narrative that pulls in everyone from every corner to talk about it. When I do it, it gets two, three likes or responses, and that's it. So they don't see me as a threat. Darren <laughs> could be a possible threat if he genuinely didn't like one of these films and started a started a, a narrative thread about how he hates so it. Listeners, if Darren turns up dead, <laughs> Disney was to blame. Okay, well, okay. there'll be a bullet with the Mickey Mouse logo found in his skull. Okay. Yeah. With, right. with the constant sound of. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> What'd you do? Shut oh, up, no. you knew what you were in for. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me do what I did to Donald. Yeah. It's very hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so, so Andrew, would you recommend that people, if they haven't seen The Lion King, watch The Lion King? Yeah, I think so. Like, there, um, there, there are, there are some, there are some great performances in it. I really enjoy Jeremy Irons. I do enjoy him in things. Um, <laughs> like, um, like James Woods and Rowan Atkinson. Um, yes, yeah. that's Azu. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even like kind of, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 great. I just remember now that around the time I would have been the audience for this movie, I got into Laurence Olivier's Hamlet. There was a video <laughs> of it at home. This is explaining I, a lot, isn't I it, people? Playing. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, wearing a beret and smoking his vape. Watching my uh, black and white movie. Yeah. Like. Or to take arm against a sea of ch- of childhood. <laughs> and by opposing animated movies. And them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Alright, uh, so join us on the other side of the spoiler zone. 
That is getting cut, right? No. No. So, well, so like Phil. Probably have to. He's over there. What <laughs> is on me? Severely. <laughs> so, Phil, what is The Lion King about? <laughs> there was no score. You. <laughs> if you couldn't finish, tell. Couldn't even finish a sentence. Oh, I could tell we had fun with this one. Yeah, we really did. Uh, yeah. So what's it about? <coughs> My failing health. Um, it's about um, childhood and more specifically the loss of it. As far as basic story goes, uh, Disney execs themselves have been very upfront in that it's basically a kind of combination of the stories of Moses, Joseph and Hamlet. Richie Rich. And to a certain extent, <laughs> yes. Did Richie Rich's His, parents die? Yeah, yeah They uh, were thought they dead were for like about, half yeah. the film. Now hang on, hang on. Are we talking about Richie We had to Rich leave the kingdom. Why the hell are we talking about Richie Rich? Because <laughs> <'Cause> he's... Because <laughs> Darren he was, saw it. He was out. It was a formative yeah, film of his childhood. I, to, I didn't know that to leave we the went kingdom. from our... Why are we talking about Richie Rich? Why are we talking about Richie Rich? Well, the question still sounds, but back to The Lion King, which is why we're here... Um, yeah, it's, um, I think why a lot of children who would have seen it when it came out originally would have really felt strongly about it is because it does, it does touch on a fear that all children have. It's the realization that one day we will be faced with adult responsibilities and confronting the mortality of the people who raise us, of our parents. And there's not a lot of... I mean, the last time the, the, the it doesn't crop up a lot necessarily in Disney films. The last uh, the last time that it would have been dealt with so upfront in such an upfront way prior to this was Bambi. Yes, Bambi. It was famously banned. Like Bambi provoked such a strong visceral reaction from audiences and particularly from parents as well of children who had seen the film in cinemas really and been traumatized. Banned, there were a lot of movies that weren't really banned. But no, no, I like gonna... cinemas didn't show. Okay, cinemas. No, no, have... When I say banned, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the Disney practice of killing parents. Disney sent down an edict from on high saying, yeah. if you're making a Disney movie, you can't kill the parent off, and that's why you'll notice that... they can only be dead from the beginning. Um, well, also you'll we'll notice Chris that... Nolan. It. Yeah, but you also notice that um, one of the things, uh, if you watch like '80s Disney movies, if you look at things like, say, uh, *The Hand of the Fox*, for example, or even *101 Dalmatians*, mm. what they tend to have is they have scenes where the main characters, important characters, are almost killed, where they like they mm. they run under a car, they get hit by a car, or they're attacked, mm. and they're lying on the ground, and they look like they're about to die. But then they come back at the end with like a cast over their arm, for example, or whatever. Um, And like that was an edict from on high because Disney had decided that they had traumatized children with Bambi and they didn't want to repeat that. And this is one of the things that Linda Woolverton, who was responsible, we talked about this on the Beauty and the Beast podcast. She was responsible for writing Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Her big addition to The Lion King. um, To be clear, she wasn't on our Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. That was the one that People Uh, might think she was and go back and listen. Go back and listen. (laughs) Go back and listen. Find out if she was. Find Linda Wolverton on our podcast. 
But yeah, Linda Wolverton worked on the script as well because the script originated with, I think, uh, Jeffrey Kratzenberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who, and again, this is one of those stories that I couldn't find more on, but I really want to. Because <laughs> apparently it was inspired by real life events, like his own childhood is Kratzenberg's sort of account of this. What, he's, he the king to... of a, he's the king of Pride Rock? Well, no, it, he actually points to specifically a betrayal by a paternal uncle. Oh, nice. Uh, that inspired directly the presentation of Scar in this movie. And part of me is, and it made him a man in his own words. Yeah, because part... watching it, I felt like this this isn't really Hamlet at all. I mean, the, ba- the only the basic plot lines and some I was thinking they I mean, were going to kind of lean into that more. But what about the whole Kimba the White Lion? Okay, Are we going to talk about that? We're going to talk very briefly about Kimba the White Lion. Just like Disney wants, eh, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kimba, That's how we get to Disney Day. Kimba, Kimba the White Lion uh, was a 1970s animated cartoon from Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it features many similar overlapping themes and ideas uh, from uh, The Lion King. In fact, it's actually based on a book as well that was inspired that also shares several like co- cohesive elements with that as well. What's interesting about that is when the studio that produced Kimba the White Lion were asked what they felt about like this massive, biggest movie of the year, fourth biggest opening of all time, most profitable Disney movie ever, possibly ripping off one of their films, I love that their response was, eh, if we inspired it, we're flattered, uh, which is a very magnanimous way of dealing with it. They said, quite, quite frankly, quite openly, that Kim, Kimba wasn't well-known enough, or they felt it was unlikely to be well, well-known it, enough. It wasn't, it wasn't well-known outside of Japan, but in Japan, uh, Osamu Tezuka, who uh, created Kimba, uh, is highly revered, and when The Lion King opened, it was met with protests. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, I love the fact that that Fox had a little fun, I don't know if you remember, in a particular Simpsons episode, where, you know how they have the whole um, James Earl Jones things, where, you know, yeah. CNN, Darth Vader, and Mufasa show up? He goes, um, Kimba, I mean Simba. <laughs> like everyone goes oh he got his name wrong ha 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 but then you think back now to knowing that there's Kimba the White Lion it's like oh Fox are taking a real sharp jab yeah. at Disney there yeah one imagines again being anim- being people who are interested Disney in animation Disney will uh, it's alright because yeah, Disney, Disney, yeah, yeah Disney get their own back by <laughs> absorbing them oh, also by buying them um, eventually absorbing yeah, them yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you will be assimilated <laughs> resistance is futile yeah, I feel like this is not helping me get my invite to Disney Day, guys. Um, but, uh, the sabotage is working. Yes, <laughs> there's a limited number. But yeah, the argument, True, was, the argument yeah. was that... Um, so Wolverton was the one who came up with the idea of killing Mustafa. Because she felt Mufasa. like... Mufasa. Mustafa. Mufasa. 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 What did I call him? Mustafa. Mustafa. Twice. Oh. Mustafa was I must my... I must have a word with you about this. Mustafa was the name of my driver in Ghana. Um, oh. Did he, my... mean that, did he mean a lot to you? He didn't die in a Willoughby stampede. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, he didn't. Oh, he, he didn't. didn't. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you said he did. I was like, oh my God, that, that actually happens. <laughs> this is why the movie means so much to me. Um, Mufasa, apologies. Uh, that Mufasa uh, dying was an idea that came from Linda, Linda Wolverton. Um, mm. And she sort of added that element to it as well. Well, to, be, to be fair, like uh, Bambi had come out some 53 years <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. I think they could afford to take another gamble. Uh, but again, I think children had evolved. But more to the point, you'd think that well, you, both... you say that, but like there was outrage in contemporary reviews. Um, 
There but are like Mufasa dying? Yeah, that's wow. it. So like in, to pick a couple of examples, uh, Janet Maslin from the New York Times, we talked oh, yeah. about her last week as well, talking about Three Colors Red, but she said, uh, Mufasa's disturbing on-screen death, she wondered if it really warranted a G rating. Terence Rafferty, writing in The New Yorker, said the film dredged up deep-seated insecurities and terrors. Richard Corliss in Time magazine, get ready to explain to the kids why a good father should die violently and why a child should witness I that mean, Because that's life. Grab a friggin' helmet. I mean, Variety to pointed to... Hold on. Variety pointed to scenes of truly terrifying animal kingdom violence that should cause parents to think twice before bringing the Little Mermaid set. Oh, all I, I, all, all I'll say is... Just put, a, and just, just, just put a P in front of that G and you're okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Parent, you know, Parental respons- guidance. Responsibilities on the parents. Or go PG-13 and go all out. <laughs> and we see everything. Well, I mean, but again, I want that Hunchback of Notre Dame redo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but again, this is, this is the thing where... And I'm hesitant to speak about this because I don't have kids, so I, I'm hesitant to like comment on parenting as a rule. But you're empathetic. But I, I'm empathetic. And generally speaking, though, I think... Kids are much smarter and much yeah. stronger than much parents. Much savvier than people believe. Then, oh, definitely. Then, then, then They're parents smarter can... than people give them credit for. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. And they're able to deal with these things as well. And I think Phil was onto something when he said, this is a movie about coming of age. It's yeah. a movie about realising that one day your parents are going to die. I just realised that. Okay. Did I ever even finish that thought? Sorry, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, just that is basically <laughs> a big fact. I yeah. think... I think kids at some point they have to be introduced to complex ideas and one of them is death. Yeah. And think... if this is the... I think And taxes. Preferably death. Okay. That's Phantom Menace. That was released five years later. Oh, okay, never mind. But if you're going to do that, I think The Lion King is a very helpful way to do it. It's one of those films where you can show it to them and, and afterwards let's have a discussion about yeah. what we just saw. It, like The thing about this is that often it's either that the child has the kind of emotional um, intelligence to process it and understand it and not be traumatized or it goes completely over their head or they're at the point where it does upset them at which point they have parents yeah 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 i mean so, that, that, that's like, that's one of my enduring memories of when i saw it for the first time in our local flea pit cinema i went with my mother and when Mufasa died i vividly just remember clinging to her arm and sobbing like the little child that i was yeah it's he was doing I, that during this screening as well. Oh, shut up! We'll let you guess his human. arm. Yeah. How was your arm, by the way? It's fine. Oh, good. I'm sorry. It's fine. I only lost blood loss to it for a little bit. Um, but yeah, and this is this is the thing where, like, I think we talked before we talked about the film. I mentioned this is a film that is very formative in explaining how I ended up the way that I did. Because I feel like as a child, seven years old, watching this, this mm. was a film where it kind of dawned on me for the first time that I may outlive my. Um, which At is a seven? Yep, it's an existential. It's every parent's nightmare. I can just, I can just see <laughs> him watching it, realizing that. Is that is Darren's just that like their children just might like, outlive them? Like, like Darren, I'm just imagining like you watching it, and then it ha- like you singing along, you know, going pop, 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 and then that scene happens, and then it's like, hello, the, darkness, my old friend. The eyes and you're just like, oh, what? Like glossing over, and you're just going, time, it's finite. And I just imagine that's what Darren had. I'll be honest, I'm just, fla- I'm just having a flashback to another Simpsons episode. They say the greatest tragedy is when the father outlives his son. I've never fully understood why that is. Frankly, I can see an upside to it. <laughs> it's a very good Grandpa Simpson. Thank but it, you. It is like, and it's it's wonderful. And it, and it, as soon as you thought that, did you look over at your uncle? <laughs> 
Unit. <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jeffrey Katzenberg is there like Mr. Burns. I've got to win this one. I bribed everyone in Hollywood. It's surprising how much Fox stuff we're bringing into this episode. Um, Isn't it? Fox and Han. Look, he's not getting this Disney day, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, and this is the thing about... Do, do we actually know that when The Lion King was produced... Do um, we know when? Because I, I don't. No, no, no. But like, um, it was in production for several years. It was in production what? since 88, I think, was when the idea wow. first gestated. You're, I think and, you're probably coming towards something that I was going to start okay, into yeah. before we got distracted, probably by a fox. Um, thanks. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> um, but the reason I think it was it, it, it had such a long gestation process is because this film, it's strange looking back with hindsight, but this is a risk for Disney. Yes. Big, yes, yes. big risk. I mean, this was following on the heels of Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Big critical and commercial successes. And at the same time as this was being made, they were also working on Pocahontas. Oh. Now, Katzenberg, in his position at the head as the head of animation at Disney at the time, he foresaw that Pocahontas, or he imagined that Pocahontas was going to be the, the big game changer in that it was something that was more artistically uh, artistically minded and perhaps had a bit more critical chin strokey appeal Uh, whereas the Lion King they probably felt that they could do whatever they wanted Uh, not even that I think it was just they could more go with bigger broader canvases just Mm. do whatever you like throw all the colour on the screen just do it what happened? What happened is that, like, I mean, and you're entirely right that, like, they were working on Pocahontas at the same time, and it wasn't just Kratzenberg. It was like, yes, uh, Pocahontas is going to be the one that everyone's going to be talking about. It's the one that's going to win the Oscars. It's going to be the one that people will be talking about in twenty years' time. We might as well finish this Lion King we've been working on for a little while. But apparently, all the animators uh, and designers working on Disney as well. There was a huge like everybody wanted to work on Pocahontas because they were like, this is the one that's going to get all the funding. This is the one that's going to get all the attention. Hey guys, this- you hear Mel Gibson's in it? <gasps> uh, yeah, Mel Gibson, the Hollywood's biggest draw. But also like, so what happened is that you ended up with a very young uh, production team working on the Lion King, a much more oh. I was entirely right, a much more adventurous production mm-hmm. team, willing to take risks and to do sort of gambits and stuff like that. And it's fascinating when that pays off because I mean, there's an argument that Pocahontas is underrated, and I have a huge soft spot for Pocahontas. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of funny that anybody bet against the Lion King, given mm, how yeah. we know that it turned out, which is astounding. I, it's it's funny because. Even now, like Lion King, and I mean original Lion King, is still in the zeitgeist. I I played a video game, Kingdom Hearts 3, came out uh, last year. And you can summon um, Ariel, you can summon uh, Stitch, and you can summon Simba. Everybody but you goes can, to Simba. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, he's the most powerful summon, and like he's made of fire. But and also, is, isn't Ariel a bit like Aquaman in that she can only work in the water? And she's a water purpose. summon. She literally like just splashes water on the enemies. Um, but the thing is, you the said it, you said it there. Magic card. Yeah, like you, Whoa, okay, sorry. <laughs> like Darren, oh, yeah. Darren said it there. <laughs> it they thought that they were going to be able to talk about her for... They thought that Pocahontas would last for 20 years. The last time Pocahontas was even shown, and it was brief, was in that Wreck-It Ralph princess scene where she has one line of dialogue and it is bad. And you go with Simba, and you go with the Lion King, and the Lion King has just been... I, I, I think there isn't a point in the last 25 years where at least uh, where at least a year, maybe six months go by, where something isn't a re- 
you know, reference back to yeah. the Lion King. I mean, like a video game, a TV show, a comic book, another something, another, film, another yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, but the Lion Guard, I think, oh, is still going. The TV show. Yeah. Wow. Or it's just finished. Wait, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Guard, yeah. It's on oh. Disney Channel. Michael Chiklis is <laughs> <laughs> no the Richard Madden because it's the bodyguard oh basically. My, yeah, I know. I, 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 Again, I why do lions see bodyguards? <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was a movie, but now I'm imagining it is like a Netflix recommendation. That's what it's called it's like, yeah, it's like wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's never left. It's no. it's technically never left. No. Our, 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 like because people go, oh, Avatar is the biggest film of all time. When do you remember the last person talking about Avatar who wasn't whose name wasn't James Cameron? Oh my God. I, this is real. Of course, it was Burger King because it's Lion King, <laughs> <laughs> and he brought it back. Delighted you just caught up. <laughs> no, to be fair, I didn't get that either. Andrew, so thank Andrew, you, Andrew. Andrew was having his Hello Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's it is incredible. He said it. Pocahontas was going to be thought to be this amazing artist, artistic dream that was going to go for 20 years. It's a good looking film, yeah. but nobody ever taught references. No, and, and then the sequel it. just completely undermines it. But the Disney sequels tend to because they're so often just direct to video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the exception of Toy Story 2, ironically, which is the one that caused all the rift. Like, the reason that Disney owned Pixar is because Disney originally wanted Toy Story 2 to be a direct to video film. Yeah. And Pixar were like, no, 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 no. We no, don't no. do direct to DVD. Yeah, I'm um, starting to wonder if perhaps they should have. Uh, but the issue, the I issue is Toy Story 2. The I love but I love 2 and 3. Yeah. But the issue is that yeah, so they did that and Disney were like, "Hey, you promised Wait. us five <laughs> original films." And Pixar are like, "Yeah, we did. We gave you five original films. Toy Story 2 was an original film." Disney are like, "Ah, was it really?" Well, Pixar, and Pixar are like, Pixar, "Yes." And yeah, they're like, because Pixar really? and they're like, "Yes." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, here's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, you're, you're ours now. Yeah, because the thing is though, and I've heard it from the horse's mouth, they consider every Toy Story film a beginning and its own end. You can watch them by themselves um, and they're their own con- con- uh, condensed story. They don't the need rings. to you connect. Don't to, you don't have to watch They're not Lord of the Rings. They're not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not yeah. Lord of the Rings. You've seen all of the Potato Head uh, prequels. <laughs> In order to make sense. In order to... Just exactly. like really... Yeah. Like, together, I mean, there's there's shorts for Toy Story that have no bearing on the actual narrative. But anyway, do you want to get back to talking about the Lion King? Oh, right, yeah, that. <laughs> but anyway, so talking about the Lion King, very, sort of kind of to get back on point, like, <laughs> let's talk about, so we, we talked about Mufasa, and like, the interesting thing about this, and, and Mufasa, Bill, Mufasa, 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 Say it again. Um, and you know that actually, like, the, the hyenas, uh, that was originally supposed to be Cheech and Chong. It was, it was. But they have Cheech. They have Cheech, they couldn't get Chongs. What? Chong was busy. So I'm guessing Ed was supposed to be Chong? No, Instead no, they got Jim Cummings no. just to laugh? The, the character worked, was supposed it, to it be Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg's yeah. character was supposed to be Chong. Whoopi Goldberg's amazing in that role. Oh, yeah, she is. They made she was a female the last and they cast Whoopi Goldberg. She did a great job. She's fantastic in it as well. Um, but yeah, but to she's not coming back for the remake, is she? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think too many of the actors are. The only one, James Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, James Earl Jones is the only one. And this is the thing with James Earl Jones. He's talked about how, and, and Phil alluded to this earlier. One of the things about the way that this was produced, and the fact that it was produced over so long, the voice actors, including people like Broderick, have talked about recording for years apart. Like they go into sessions that were three or four years separated wow. from one another in order to record their scenes, yeah. and like to the point where Broderick has remarked. That like um, he re- he remembers reading with a co-star um, playing Nala, mm-hmm. 
and then going to watch the film and discovering that it she was played her. by Maura Kelly. Um, she just replaced the actress who he'd been working with for those years uh, completely without any knowledge of his as well. He told another who, story who, where he... Who, sorry, just to ask, who is voicing Nala? Uh, Maura, Maura Kelly. Kelly. Probably Who's best Maura known Kelly? for replacing Laura okay. Flynn Boyle in Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. Yeah. That still doesn't help. <laughs> sorry. I remember sorry. that. <laughs> and actually, hers was a really good performance as well. <laughs> so it was Moira Kelly Andrew, originally yeah. Nala and then they just replaced her? The no, no, Moira Kelly, Kelly ended up being Nala. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, they had a different actor oh. who, um, who as far as I'm aware hasn't been named. Didn't want to do the nude scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did see that when he landed on that grass, sex. Um, or we didn't in this version we yes because it's been it. taken out yeah because there's too much confusion about whether it was sex or SFX oh yeah. um, do we want to explain this story to listeners for some uh, yeah I'll let you do it no 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 no, no, no you do it I'll do it then <laughs> uh, basically there's a scene where Simba slumps on some grass and some of the seeds and leaves blow up in the air and it is alleged that in the original cuts uh, the blowing in the air they formed the letters S-E-X or possibly SFX. The studio maintains it was SFX because SFX were the special effects company. Up Just like movie. that very that very pointed tower in uh, Little, Eric, Mermaid. Uh, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't pointed. That was the problem. <laughs> it was kind of, <laughs> kind of domed at the top. And yes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, curves. Yeah. Uh, listeners have probably probably grasped what the tower looked like uh, in the background. I'm sure they've grasped it. Anyway, oh, when, when the, the, uh, it's a G-rated podcast, guys. <laughs> Not the meme, the meme, by the way, is um, it's Nala, isn't it? <laughs> Um, what? The, uh, um, is this your Pornhub meme? Yeah. Oh no! Oh, no. We're not going no. back. Stop, Stop bringing it back to Pornhub. Stop it! It's her being cleaned. Oh, <laughs> oh, God damn it, Andrew! This will be cut, right? For God's sake! No, no, no we don't podcast. cut. We don't cut in this. Um, but anyway, I cut me, Mick. I bet they, I bet they don't in that meme either. Anyway. It's, where, it's where you take like a wholesome okay, kind okay. of a still from a movie. And try to imply that. Shut up! My childhood! <laughs> anyway. Jesus. To be and fair, there is that scene where she looks at him and it's just like, well, hey. To, to be, no, oh, yeah. That's very clear. To be fair, the, the film is quite explicit. Again, this is a story about explicit. coming of age. No, no, but it is. It's a story about coming of age and growing up. And no. part, part of growing up is realising that, you know, your father will die, your parents will mm. die eventually. And making peace with that in a very existential sort of mm. way. Part of that is also, and we'll probably talk about this later on, the idea of like responsibility and obligation. And the fact, again, this is a movie that was usually influential for young Darren, I suspect. But the idea that you have obligations and you have responsibilities and you act on them. And that's the way that you behave. You accept what's been thrust upon you. Right. And the other thing is that there definitely is an element, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Andrew on this one. There definitely is Poor an him. element of, com- no, of coming of age... And there being a sort of a sexual awakening because you yeah, have that yeah, of course you have with, your, with, you your, with your with your yeah of course with your kind of sister yeah well that's it I mean that's the thing about lions that's the thing about yeah. lions those are all his Related. wives yeah. and so every every girl every boy that is in is that thing is a half sibling at least of Simba the prides yeah that's true. Um, but you anyway. never say that in the film. Thank you. Th- thank you. But to come back to your point, yes, yes they they do, they it is part. It is part, part. I'm on top. Yeah. You know, it's like forming romance and forming those yep. kind of. You know, I pinned you. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And, and it's and it's handled really well. It's very. It is because they don't do it in a way that's salacious. It's just more in a way that's it's relatable. Yeah. I, I will say though that they watching snug. this back, and it's made me they cuddle. <laughs> they snuggle. Uh, what I find interesting, and it's a, it's one of the slight detractors that I find about it is it happens like that. Like, they've seen each other for, I want to amount to, two, three hours, and all of a sudden, they're ready to go. They're in love. 
So oh, only takes two, Okay, but here's the problem now in a post-frozen world where we're literally... We just call this a post-frozen world. A post-frozen world where Elsa points out to Anna, you cannot fall in love in a day. And they Have haven't seen each other in... Have you watched Before Sunset? Oh, come on. Really want to watch I'm just sunset. saying, I'm just... I'm just saying, like, they haven't seen I, each other in, like, I want to say 15 well, years. Graham, I'm a heartless bastard. Harden not your heart. Yeah, I'm a hardened bastard, and I'm like... I'm just pointing out some of the things that I did notice. I thought... You never had that moment with somebody where you've had that, like, connection or Keep in mind, yeah, before you answer, Graham. Yeah, when I was, like, maybe on a holiday somewhere. <laughs> before you was, answer, like, Graham. You know, 15. Yeah. Graham, before you... Okay, fine. She I tried care. to save you. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care. She... <laughs> <laughs> just, I'd like to just pause the podcast for maybe, a second. Breed, I love you. <laughs> it's like, maybe it maybe breed, when I know. was 15, I was on holidays. A Whoa, holiday, summer man. romance. Summer romance. Now yes, she, but this is like, this is. Now she was a Dane. A Dane. A Dane yeah. to kill for. Why, 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 is Graham, like, why is like 15 year old Graham from the 50s? Anyway. That's cooler. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, but that's just that's just one of my. Oh, it's, funny of, it's a bit. It's a bit fast. It's um, some of the things in the film go a little too fast for me, and I know it's an hour and a half. No, but... I, I'll be honest. You've actually hit on one thing. One of the few few mm. problems that I have with it is that narratively it goes quite lick. Yeah, too much. It, yeah, the first hour, I think. Not even the first hour, like the first half of the film, I think. It's all goes montage, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like so the, it's supposed to cover first, a long. The period. first hour goes goes well. Yeah, but then sets up the stage. Yeah, but it, it, it's around the time when Timon and Pumbaa introduced Hakuna Matata. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when yeah. Mufasa dies. No, but the song Hakuna Matata is a montage. It's a montage song. It and I can I remember seeing that one of the last times I saw it before today and thinking I could have spent more time with uh, Teenage Mohawk. Simba. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Simba would have been cool. Yeah, I would like to have seen what he was like back then. I can't, I tend to wonder if maybe that's why they made Lion King three. Is it one yeah. and a half? Is well, it, is it, or one and a half. Yeah. Isn't it? Rosencrats and Guildenstern are dead of the Lion King movies. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think we, well, we, do, yeah. we do, though, get to see um, that a bit, even though we don't have like the, the Mohawk Simba. In the sense that uh, young Simba is very much like, I'm going to be, he's like the most annoying. Uh, <laughs> but he's so cute. So he's like, I'm going he to be a king AF. and I'm going to boss oh, everyone AF. around and I can't wait. I, he has a song about it. I just can't I wait just to can't be wait king. You are very lucky that this is beautifully animated, kid. I'm what I'd like to know about it, what to do. What do, you, like what do you think he'd be like I if like Mufasa power. hadn't died? Oh yeah, now there's an old. He'd have been, he might have been an awful king if Mufasa hadn't died. I'm getting Prince Harry vibes. He learned to chill with with <laughs> chill let's see where he's called in a Nazi uniform he's like I was hanging out oh yeah we haven't got we have to get to that no, no, we're gonna get we to get that. to that <laughs> it was like jungle jungle Cheech and Chong uh, <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa yeah, look, teach him how to relax yeah. let's face it we <laughs> want to see Cheech we're going to eat we're going to teach you to eat grubs if you know what I mean mm. instead and we're getting Seth Rogen and Bill Eichner yeah. um, I mean this who is it that's, the, that's who we're playing uh, Timon, Timon and Pumbaa Pumba. yeah Billy it, Friggin' like but Billy on the streets. It's worth noting oh, that like Billy good. They can, oh, <laughs> and John Darren, Oliver is, is Darren going yeah. to have to step in here? Um, but anyway, oh yeah, did Andrew know John Oliver is playing Zazu? Oh, John Oliver of the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the Smurfs? Yeah. 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 Oh no. Yes, um, but yeah, Timon and Pumbaa, who are played here by Nathan Lane Nathan and Marisa yeah. Bella, two yeah. Broadway veterans at that time. That's it, exactly. They're working on Guys and Dolls together. They both came in to read for the role of the hyenas, actually. Oh, they, they would have been and good. They would have been good as that. No, no, but, but let's face it, they made Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, they made Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. 
And actually, let, let's talk a little bit about Timon and Pumbaa. Gladly. When I was in yeah, South yeah, Africa, I, I ate Pumbaa. Oh, no. What? You yeah. ate Warthog. I did, yeah. Was it good? It's nice. We are. I'd say have, brownish gold. Having, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a dumb oh, line. He's but so it made me laugh. He's so There's a real tragedy about Pumbaa, though, because oh, he super establishes upset. that like he has this problem with flatulence. And then I'm thinking, like, it's been a while since I've seen a movie. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh no, you're going to resolve that, yeah? Nope. <laughs> no. No. Instead, no, he uses it as a weapon. Simba now he's yeah. got all the friends he needs. Also, tie between this and Amadeus for best movie featuring a fart joke. Yeah. Uh, what? Why does he need that resolved, Andrew? I mean, I feel like it's just people need to learn to accept him. Yeah, but people are always thinking. (laughs) (laughs) People are always thinking, Darren. That's the problem. Have you never never stand... Have you noticed how they never stand downwind? I know, the shame. Oh, oh, the shame. They wanted to change his name. Whoa, what's in the name? And I got downhearted. How did you feel? Every time that I... Whoa, whoa, Darren. Not in front of the kids on the podcast. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That way, I always wondered, because the way the joke goes... And finally, because I never quite hear it when it's the song in the film. You guys finally got that. So that's the word they cut out. It made it sound as if it was going to be like a really adult joke. No, it's a rhyme. It's a, it's it's a rhyme. It, but it's just like, yes, it not was. in front of the kids. <laughs> as if it was like, if they hear the word farted, they're going to turn into but monsters. What, what the hell is it going to do? It's like, and then the zebra bucked. Oh no, what the yeah. duck? No. And it's like, and every time that I, whoa, Pumbaa. We, we can't say that <laughs> whoa, word. Yeah. Whoa, Pumbaa, easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dark. Why yeah. come on, you little run? Not, not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and my songs it. were a hit. <laughs> I'm doing a comedy bit. But I will say. But then by the reviews said I was a bit, whoa, Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have to say though, we, we were talking about the kind of the structure of the thing a little earlier on. Yeah, um, when Timon and Pumbaa arrive, though, they arrive at just the right time. Yeah, because to pick us back up. Absolutely, because <laughs> just before that is that moment where so many childhoods were absolutely good. Like literally, the buzzards are circling. Yeah, just and you think. Oh, well, he's dead. To now. Spending more time with Scar. <laughs> We're like, finally, Scar's going into his own. Finally, it's a Scar's game. <laughs> yeah. Um, the lion I, Scar. Like, this is this is the thing. I think one of the reasons, and maybe this is why The Lion King spoke to me more than any other movie, is because what makes Scar such a great villain... Oh, yeah, we get to the Scar part. ...isn't that he's a terrible person, because he is. It isn't that he wants to be king, because a lot of people want to do that. It isn't because he even staged the coup, because, you know, a lot of... Because he's ca- a Nazi? No, it's not even because he's a Nazi, Graham. We're going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> Um, it's because... So you're okay with Nazis. You're okay with Nazis. <laughs> um, and no. the Disney day was struck from the pit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my, my Your point is... My point is... What makes, him a is what makes him a fantastic villain is the emotional leverage that he brings to bear on Simba. Like It's, it's, it's not really shockingly manipulative. It's not just that he kills Mufasa. It's literally that he's like... Oh, by the way, Simba... This is your fault. This is entirely your fault. He could have killed that child... Right there and then, without the child seeing it. Uh, but instead, he decides, I'm going to make you think you killed your own father. You're going to run away. And on the way to running away, I'm going to have these hyenas eat you. Well, I mean, to to fair, Scar doesn't do a lot of his own dirty work. He does, but he's he very does, he does the most important bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's a mastermind. He, yeah. Does, yeah. he exactly. doesn't have to... He's, he in, the, have, he's he, in the shallow end, end of the gene pool. pool. Like, right he, like where brain, brain power comes in, he has it. But uh, brute strength. Yeah, exactly. Shallow end. But uh, no, but that, that's, that that's always so. what struck me. About, and again, maybe this is this is something again, something that speaks to young Darren. But it's like that's the level of manipulation that really got to me. Yeah. It's like it's not that he killed Mufasa because a lot of people in movies kill a lot of parents. Um, it's the bit where he, 
understands the mind of a kid like enough that he's like he can work to work yeah he can work to it that you will feel guilty and ashamed of stuff that isn't your fault because again that's a large part of being what a kid is at least for me maybe um darren's worried that i'm generalizing from my own experience but as a kid you don't have that understanding of causation that understanding of outside factors because as a kid the entire world is you. You have no understanding of every, anything outside your own experience. So anything that anybody, any adult figure tells you, you will believe. And yeah. also anything that happens, you assume is in some way Also related. his family, I mean, he should trust him. But yes. even, even things like, to, to pick an example, like, you know, like Santa Claus, where it's like, if you don't get a good present for Christmas, it's because Santa Claus saw you doing something bad. It doesn't matter what that bad thing was, but if you didn't get what you wanted, it's, it's because you, you deserved bad. it. It's because you didn't deserve it. And again, you know, you could argue even things like going to Catholic school or whatever, where it's God is always watching and judging you for what you've done. <laughs> God never gives merits, or at least that's, you know, so that's maybe the school or so that I was yeah. raised in. But it, it has yeah. that sort of like, um, that sort of aspect of kind of like shame and guilt that I associate with being a kid, where you don't understand that there are things that are outside of mm. your control. And so laying all of that on a young impressionable kid who doesn't have the wherewithal to know that it wasn't no. his fault. And he's quite dim. He, yeah, Simba's not the brightest. He's not, no. No, he never I mean, is. He's, but really. he's, of course, he doesn't have to necessarily think, he doesn't have to be that wily because yeah. he's not only an innocent kid, he's an innocent kid of privilege. Yeah. He's royalty. So he doesn't feel a need like, to... Can, Daddy literally Can I point out another thing that kind of irked me is why did... Why why did no one think that Scar was going to kill Simba when they... Like, you know how it, it cuts to the scene of Scar bringing Simba to the gorge? Yes. Yeah. How did that scene happen? How did... Where did it... Where did the, where did the mind go? Simba to hang out with Scar like he But did then he'd the have to before. tell yeah. someone. Why would he have to tell somebody? Why they have because to he's gone! But he's no, not animals. <laughs> he also... He that, also he this, he it's just this time around, it was just like... How do we get he to here? He needs to learn how to Again, he, we fornicate. See him, we see him... Ha- no, but <laughs> take him off with his uncle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to learn to do what lions oh, do. Oh, God! Scoundrel! <laughs> <laughs> so Scar is Stop that kind so of uh, that kind of uncle. Uh, the but, uncle that you like when you're a kid, but you don't like when you're an adult. <laughs> it's not that kind of... Yeah, uncle Scar has got something for you. It's not that kind of uncle. Andrew, Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Disgrace. I'm trying to see who we break who will break first Andrew break Phil because you know he's destroying his childhood or we accidentally break Darren because we're like, like he ain't getting the Disney I was, I was having a drink of water when you guys said that and now my nose burns um, anyway um, sorry it's just it's just something that I, I know I know you, but there's just saw, there's a logical causality that's not fixed you saw to. Simba visit Scar earlier on by that himself is true, that is true that is true so That's you know for a fact that he's going to go out there. Also, why wouldn't Mufasa trust Simba with Scar after the hyena incident? Because he doesn't know that Scar's involved. No, no, no. Like, but he doesn't co- like his brother. The There's co- a scene at the beginning of the film where they get, they almost start a yeah, fight. No, no, no. no yeah, but at but the every same family time, has one of those. Yeah, and Simba, Simba has hung out with Scar after that scene. Yeah. Like, it's not like you know that Mufasa hasn't banned Simba from hanging out with Scar because you've seen Scar and Simba hanging out together. Mm. Yeah, they do that. Okay. I mean, I mean, brother. Mufasa may not trust yeah. Scar, but Simba does. Have right. you not seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Graham? You know I have, three times. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, oh, it, it's that sort uh, of thing. I'm like, oh, I'll oh, You'd like it. Right. I'm not sure that it's you good. Would. It's very good. It's I very well it. animated, sir, Andrew. Um, the, the, I'm Phil. The amount of times that people have said, you'd like it. Uh, but, about so many things oh, but really? anyway oh. before we get back to Tim and Pumper do we want to talk about Scar for that yeah, all, all the time all the time I mean we're you're talking about like 
his m- manipulation and how clever a character he is. But the coup of, of uh, Scar, it's Jeremy Irons. Yeah. 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 I mean, he is the gem of the cast. His... Cheetah Ledger 4 has huge uh, f- uh, boots to fill. His Absolutely David huge. Bowie delivery of that song <laughs> is... Prepared. Well, it's sort of thin white duke-ness of it. Yeah, yeah. and then... And, and the fascism as well. Yeah, but, then, <laughs> but then it's weird. At a certain point during the song, Jim Cummings takes over. He That's because he has to because there's a line where Scar goes, You won't get a sniff without That's me! That's such a great line. Irons through his voice yes. out. Uh, Cummings D- had, he yeah. had to take over. <gasps> yeah. Cummings That's amazing! Yeah. Which is kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so cool. Your, your voice has lit up. Your eyes are just lit up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I thought, because you always worry, because obviously neither Matthew Broderick nor James Arnold Taylor. James Earl Jones. Ja- no, not James Earl Jones. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thank you. Play, who plays Young Yeah, I played Young sang their songs, or Nala uh, and her Any. young, uh, in either version. But it's nice to know, cause, and then I saw Jeremy Irons, I was like, oh, he's doing the same thing. It's nice to know that the reason why that happened was because he was trying and he tried, exactly. tried too hard. Do you know and that there was I supposed like to be a reprise of Be Prepared? Really? Um, there was supposed to be originally, it was going to be after Scar took command of Pride Rock, you're going to Makes sense. Where he sings Suits. another, re- a, dar- a, a dark darker version re- of a Nazi yeah, song. A darker reprise mm-hmm. of a song that has already evoked the Nuremberg rally. Did you guys Nuremberg know that there was um, that there was another yeah. song that was cut from the film? There's a uh, lot the of morning songs. Report. There were the ones. Morning Report with... Uh, with um, Cheetah's Never Prosper, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. But apparently he can't really sing. And that's he manages in uh, I just can't wait to be li- Yeah, for a little. Like, he's kind of talking. But it's the call and response stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, this is the thing with, yeah. So I love that, like, they're like, be prepared is just the right shade. Of like, evil? Don't, don't turn it up. Whatever you <laughs> do, do not turn the evil I would like up. to know what a, a reprised version of be prepared turned up would we be. We may actually have a version of it in the show notes, actually, if listeners want to hear it. Uh, oh, and, and here's a sad part. Here's another thing. I'm I'm ninety percent certain about this. The Lion King remake, there is no be prepared. No, they cut be prepared. They cut be prepared. They cut be prepared apparently from. Yeah, either oh, because we can't have children getting scared. Well, I think they were more worried about like CGI not, Nazi hyenas. And and yet we're okay with hand drawn animated Nazi. Like they hyenas. even like they're like what's interesting is you look at the animation and their paws are perfectly shaped like boots Absolutely. when they are I mean, doing they've, they've the, the marks the they've like gone full perfect. tilt for us I mean, they, and it's oh no they have like the, the like, shots are like Lenny Rice and what's fascinating well, they said it exactly they watched Triumph I, I still, I still, I still remember as a child going <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what a Nazi was when I was a child but I knew those were soldiers going into battle and they were not good yeah. no but I, but and the that thing is, low angle yeah. shot as well. Like it, again, it's striking. Like and, and really even is. as even as a to kid, to a charming, um, charismatic leader who feels un, underused and underappreciated. Come yeah. on. I mean, even as a kid, obviously, I had not watched Triumph of the Will when I was seven or eight years old. I'm deeply surprised. Um, but at the same, I'm a little disappointed. But <laughs> like, it's the Reifen style, and I don't know whether it's because the Reifen style style that involves, you know, it's fascistic and sort of like mm. you know evokes this idea of power and strength. But it is terrifying. It is it terrifying. Is. You know, Especially when he does that line, you know, uh, you won't get a... When he does that, like, and he pounces around, and a, and a hyena falls into what I can assume is lava. Yeah. It's gone with death. Yeah, it's gone with death. He killed one of them. It's, uh, yeah. And a really oh. terrifying song is Can You Feel the Love Tonight? <laughs> it's all about how you're going to lose one of your friends. Oh, to, yeah. To, That's just like a... To, to marriage. It, it's it's Graham, Graham, Graham Day's... Oh, my God. Days uh, numbered. Are, 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 am I doomed? Yeah. Is that it? 
His every day with us our history is short, our pal is doomed. That was very nice. <laughs> that was very nice. Uh, now to breed again. That was them. Now I didn't start this. Um, She's going to enjoy this episode. Wait, this had better be played over a loudspeaker at the wedding. <laughs> Or, or, exactly. Or you can do a reprise at the table. Um, but yeah, but actually, um, this yeah. Is the, we'll get back to the Jordan Puba thing in a moment. Yeah. No, um, I want to I I understand where his mind is at. Well, no, I think no, no, everyone no. understands. I think everyone, even Breed, even though she hasn't listened to the podcast yet, understands. Uh, Although, I, I don't know, we've lost things I feel we have to get back to. So yes, we're already prepared. Let's go back to Scar. Look, it's like nested. It's just like... Another... I think this is perhaps another advantage of the fact that the film... (laughs) Inception style. Another advantage that the film has taken so long is that the actors got a lot of input not just into how the, how the characters sounded but also how they looked. I mean, there's a lot of mannerisms um, that look like the actors. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, after Irons was cast, they or was proposed to be cast, he initially didn't want to do it. He said himself that he was coming off playing a few fairly uh, grim and very dark roles. Simon Pri- Gruber? Uh, prior to this, no, that was a year after. Ah. But prior to this, his most notable roles were in... Reversal uh, and Reversal, damage, of, Reversal of Fortune, with, for which he won his Oscar for playing Klaus von Bülow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then in, as you said, Darren, after that, in, he's starring in Louis Malle's uh, Damage, in which he played a British politician who has an affair with his daughter's fiancé, played by Juliette Binoche. Um, so he felt that another villain might be a bit... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's worth noting, by the way, that Scar was animated by Andreas Deja, who was responsible for both Jafar and Aladdin. I met him and Gaston. And oh, Beauty really? And I met him, and uh, and he had the most fascinating discussion about what makes a Disney villain a Disney villain. Do we, is, it's the angles. Is it, it, is the, yeah. it is the angles. Yeah. Heroes are soft. Heroes have curves. Villains are sharp. They like you. You can see it in Jafar, and you can see it in Scar, especially. Their lines, their lines, they're long. They're, they're, you know, everything is kind of is an angle. But yeah, but you can also see how they would have incorporated some of. Irons' own physicality mm. into it. You it's can actually eyes. see it. In, it's particularly around the eyes. Mm. Deja's actually watched Reversal and Damage, actually. And he, des- <laughs> oh. he, des- he describes Damage as Scar in the nude, is how he describes <laughs> yeah, the absolutely. film. Actually, there's one, point, there's one point where I burst out laughing um, quite unexpectedly, I think, to some people's surprise here. There's one point where Simba says to Scar, You're so weird. You have no idea. That was Which not. That was not unexpected. I knew one of you was going to laugh yeah. because that's a line from Reversal of Fortune. Yeah, um, and was dropped in there. Apparently, not Irons' idea. He was quite. Sure. Oh no! I took that as like scars, like really weird, like goes to the Pride Lands and does some really weird stuff. No, it's a line from. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I took it from. <laughs> no, it's, it's a line from Reversal of Fortune. Up where Dirk would say, "You're a very Andrew's strange person. Weird uncle. Yeah. You have no idea." Yeah. yeah. But I just I'm went like, on my arms. like, I'm like, on my arms. Uh, like, because like I feel like like he's the weird uncle who like, and he looks it because. Because, like, for one thing, everyone's American, except for the bad guy, who is British and is a black... Well, Zazu, yeah. Is a black lion. Yeah. Like, I mean, like he's got... Zazu's like British. Yeah. Black-haired lion. Yeah. He's a black-haired lion. Like, that is what... And he's and also sweet, got green, green eyes. eyes. And a literal scar. And a literal scar. How did that? When the parents were naming them. Like, did I feel just... like the parents have some responsibility here, where it's like, okay, we're gonna name one of them... How do you like Mufasa? Mufasa's it's good, lovely. It's a good name, strong name. I feel Mufasa, like we could, Mufasa. Some, yeah, Mufasa like we, makes it tingle. Yeah, it, does it make you tingle, honey? It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then you have like okay, so we got the other one. What are we gonna call him? I'm thinking like 
Derek? No, there's a suggestion. Uh, John? I feel uh, like I feel like what should have happened was he had his he had a name. It's a nickname, isn't and it? it's a nickname. I suspect. I feel like that's what it there should is have been. A, there is a theory that it's a name that Mufasa probably gave to him as well <laughs> after as after giving him that scar. Probably, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, like I'm giving I'm giving Disney here the the benefit of the doubt. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. In the remake, well, they, mean, have, they have they to have add forty minutes of story to these things, almost contractual. Yeah, I mean, like this is an, this is what a tight hour and a half, yep. like yeah, yeah, yeah. really. It's yeah. about 84, 85 Really, minutes. that's yeah. amazing. Um, well, again, like as, as Phil described, it is like to a certain extent mostly montage. I don't have a problem with that, but I, I no, I just I mean, like, like Captain America has mostly montage, but I I still love the heck out of that charming little film. I'm um, sure, I could do it being shorter. Yeah. Oh, oh, it could have but, been an hour and a half. But they actually, like, when the... Because the production was so long, because we talked about actors coming in and reading lines and mm, then it being, yeah. like, several years apart and getting called again, they actually filmed the actors' faces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I love James. James Earl Jones comes across... It's, like, there was a one... James Earl... Mufasa does look like him. Yeah. He does. But, like, they had um, they had an interview. Again, it's, it's well, good in the show notes. One of the great interviews, it was around the release of The Lion King 3D in 2011. And they had, for some reason, they'd managed to get, like... James Earl Jones and Jeremy Irons in the room together and it's <laughs> kind of that. it's kind of amazing reading the transcript because it's like your dopey dad and the guy who's here because of contractual obligations but is going to be unfailingly polite so you have like Jeremy Irons who's asked like uh, so have you seen The Lion King 3D and he's like well actually only seen one movie in 3D. Werner Herzog's um, <laughs> Dreams. And I, I'm, I don't really think that The Lion King needs to be in 3D, but I guess it's all the rage now, and I, I'm sure it looks beautiful. Oh, um, God. I is, he is he smoking a black cigarette? Well, this is all going on. It feels like he is. I'm a cigarette holder. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lives in Cork. Yeah, like He does. He, yeah, in his own castle. But uh, you also... Pink Dills old castle. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. You also have James Earl Jones then, who's like... Then, James Earl Jones is much more sort of like boyish about it where he talks about like um, he talks about how like when they were recording him yeah. um, they, <laughs> he breathed life into the discussion Andrew um, but he says that uh, you know as, sorry you have as, oh, okay, as he started reading lines um, as he, and he started seeing the concept artwork coming back mm. from Mufasa he noted the character became more and more of a dopey dad instead of a grand king, you know? I thought um, he was still quite grand. And he also notes no, that... No, he was pretty dopey. Like, <laughs> you you could really? tell that it's not a very <laughs> clever family. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Zazu is going through the briefing and he's like... Oh, he doesn't look, give a shit. Yeah, he, he does not This is boring. He's not time. <laughs> yeah. it does, that does have one of my favourite lines in the film, though, because of the great gag. I told the elephants to forget it, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was terrific. I love the mole popping up. Yeah. Word from the underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mold. I love puns. <laughs> anyway, um, actually, you it, must have adored this first I, I twenty, lo- this first ten I minutes. For- it was just so many puns. I forgot how many puns are. There's in just that. a ridiculous amount of puns. Again, a movie that explains a lot about how Darren is. <laughs> even things like they talked about, like James Earl Jones has this story about, and again, it's similar to the Jeremy Irons one where he was singing. Earl Jones is talking about how Tarzan, sorry, Greystroke, the Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, is one of his favorite films, as in the Christopher Lambert one. Yes. And right. he talks about how, like, there's a sequence in that where Tarzan is, you know, at a formal dinner and he's entertained everybody by making animal noises, noises he learned in the jungle. And he got up beside one lady and made a real scary roar and it turned all of us on. It turned me on. That a human being could make that kind of sound. It wasn't his real voice, but I wish a human being could do that sort of thing. Uh, so I tried as Mufasa and I didn't turn anybody on. Oh. In fact, I got a bit of a raw throat and my vocal cords suffered as a result. Um, so yeah, he was very disappointed. He talks about how when kids come up to um, 
to him, like, and, the, and oh. their parents and their parents say that's Mufasa, and the kids are like, no, it's not. And he's like, he's really sad that he can't. He's like Peter Mayhew doing the Chewbacca War. Where he's like, mm. or, it's, <laughs> but or, he's, or to, that know, sounds more like Tim <laughs> Allen in the Open Credits. <laughs> or Robert Downey Jr. When they're like, have, look, it's Iron Man. No, it's not. Have you ever listened to uh, Peter Mayhew? Like, um, you, you know the way with uh, Darth Vader as well. It was, it was like, oh, um, oh the original yeah, voice, yeah, the original the actor. They, they, oh god, his voice was terrible. They yeah, had that's Peter... because he was from the West Country of England, and yeah. you couldn't have him. Oh, by the way, Luke, I'm really our father, boy. They had Peter Mayhew as well. Recordings of him yeah. like shouting things yeah. at um, Harrison Ford, <laughs> but like speaking English. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just imagining just the same one. You're like a you're like a face that disturbs me. <laughs> but yeah, Why does he come from Cork? I don't know. I tried the accent. That's the Irish version of the West Country. Yeah, that's my um, version of it. Well, that's fair enough. But he, he will say things like, you've disappointed me, Simba. Uh, although he's really sad that his most iconic lines always sound like he's dressing down these kids who are over. And it's like, you're not move fast. He's like, you disappoint me, Simba. Um, <laughs> I've been disappointing. <laughs> And it, it is worth noting, again, this is one of the things, and this is a result, again, you can see a shift in Disney animation. We actually, funnily enough, when we had Andy on talking about Mary Max, this came up as well, this mm. idea of celebrities and voice acting, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the real downbreaker was actually Robin Williams in Aladdin. It yeah, was. He, he yeah. was the first one of the... Big, he was the, the big biggest one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the I, ones who really did it, though, were Shrek. No, no, no. But I, like I, that was part of the most the, high profile. Yeah, but he opened the floodgates. He did. It. But the thing about it is... Like, Robin Williams was cast for a particular reason because, you know, you've got a shape-shifting magic genie. Which is basically Robin Williams. That energy, though. Yeah. Right? It's, again, it's what makes, like, Jeremy Irons such a great casting decision. His voice suggests uh, kind of an imperial malevolence. Yeah. That's what you want. You get James Earl Jones in. He conveys his... A regal. Mag- regal. Yeah. Yeah. That regalness. Generally, this is quite well cast in terms of the big names that are yeah. in it. That's why you get Rowan Atkinson, pompous bird. But I mean, but that, that's, exa- pompous, that's you know? exactly it. Like Mufasa is cast as a Darth Vader, or like right down to visiting his son as a ghost afterwards and delivering <laughs> like paternal advice and stuff. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but at least oh, he isn't turned you, into Phil. you know Hayden Christensen. Um, yeah, they digitally replaced. They digitally him. replaced him. They're going to digitally <laughs> replace him with Chewetelia Four in the next version that they release. No, Chewetelia Four is playing oh, Scar. James Earl Jones is still playing Mufasa. It's an odd choice that he's the only one returning. Well, because he has the most distinctive. I know. I know we all. But then love why irons. not return Jeremy well, Irons? We all love Irons. I adore Irons, but at the I same, love Irons. Um, he's. I not, get. I have one every day. Ha, ha, I don't what? know what I meant have, there. What? No, an I, iron. I meant a bow. Yeah. You put your pump irons. I pump day. irons. Yes, thank you. That could be taken so many ways. <laughs> um, no wonder we have a strong reaction to the creepy uncle. Um, <laughs> listeners, this episode has been remarkably dark, given that we're talking about <laughs> the what is it? an animated film that's ge- it's, generally it's, directed at children. It's turned out very blue, although I thought it's more of a goldy brown. Brown, brownish gold. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, you mucked up the line. I'm sorry, I stepped. But it's just, it's, it's just, I found it a bit weird. If you're going to bring like. Don't bring just back those, just uh, James Earl Jones. Bring back Jeremy Irons. And then you have the two heavy hitters who are the, you know... The good and evil. The good and evil. I mean, yeah, you can change the rest of the entire cast. Donald Glover is Simba. Fine, cool. Beyonce is, as Nala. Cool, I don't know why. Um, why? Yeah. Uh, but those I'm, two I'm made... Because she's Beyonce is the answer to that question. Beyonce like will Beyonce. not work with Jeremy Irons after... Um, what was it? The Pink Panther... Uh, two. 
Okay, what happened? They were in the movie together. Was he? What? Was he in that? Do you know was in Pink Panther 2? You could, not something the, like Well, yeah. do we need to go to the fact machine? God, no. All Is I any know, of this true? Why would anybody want to work with anybody no. that was in the Pink Panther 2? Steve Martin's lost a lot of people that way. And we're back from the fact machine. He was in the Pink Panther 2. What? Things. Yep. Good heavens. It is worth noting that I, I don't think Irons has reprised the role of Scar. Um, no, it's true. Tell for. No, no, but no, I, I mean in terms of things like, say, the Kingdom Hearts games and stuff like that. No, um, um, he's like a, not... No, Jim Cummings, I think, played him in the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Um, because, again, he could do the song voice and, and people... But no, no, no. And but Jim Cummings has voiced a lot of characters. Part of me is also yeah. wondering if Jeremy Irons is kind of done, if that makes sense. In that, That's like, total yeah. sense. The I character would imagine he'd, in that, like, he he'd be pretty come. boring. Yeah. Yeah. He's never like, done, I don't think he's ever done a follow-up to any of his own films. Yeah. I don't know why he would... Uh, Batman he, he just wants, being the obvious exception. Jeremy Irons just wants to do the really challenging work. Like the Pink Panther, too. But no, like, part of me wonders if, like, as as angry as Graham might be about this if like it's a case I'm angry I'm just annoyed okay if if it's not a case the producers tried to get him back and he's just like why would I do that again like I've already done it like I I can honestly like again even reading that interview from 2011 yeah it does sound like he's just like I had fun those two guys in the room it's like if you are telling me that one of them's coming back, it's the guy who's like, I turned him into a goofy dad. No. Not the guy who's like, I watched the 3D Werner Herzog the, movie and that was enough for me. The whole um, thing I about, know which one I want to have a drink with. Though. Yeah. The yeah, whole thing fair. about fan... Wait, both of them. Yeah, that's actually... Anyway. No, Darren's right. Both of them. The whole thing about fan reactions to things that don't exist yes. is kind of like um, the... Um, you know that episode of The Simpsons where they're like, oh yeah, and I want to win prizes <laughs> as well, like as part of the cartoon. And then they like end up making something terrible. Is this your like, way, ba- is this ba- your way ba- of telling me ingrained to belt up? Giving everyone kind of like... Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah but I'd... Like what's happened with the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, oh that's here. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that has set... Uh, like I've said, uh, that has set a dangerous precedent. Because if one studio does it, another studio might do it. And that means that fans, and I put that in inverted commas, uh, will have way too much power. Because they shouldn't have done this. Fine. But the I, I yeah, get it. They want I, to they want to appeal better. But a better looking Sonic will not fix how terrible the writing and story is. True. And we haven't not, seen this yet. We should it, clarify. It doesn't exist. Clear. No, but the trailer like does not bode well. Look, we're in a world where Detective Pikachu exists. Detective Pikachu was really good. I actually really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Pikachu, I saw it twice. Um, yeah, I like, like, can't judge movies I had to bring, that I had we had to bring Breed to it. Yes. And Breed loved uh, it. Yeah. I'm surrounded by idiots. That's very suitable. Hold on, that's very apt for the moment. Um, <laughs> Listen, just be prepared, okay? All right. Anyway, but yeah, ba- back to talking about the Lion King because we haven't. Oh yeah, that's right. Talked that much about say Timon and Pumbaa. Oh yes, we had started. There. We had started that. Yeah, but then we went to we're Scar. Sort of, we're sort of like reverse, we're reverse insectioning at the moment. We're sort of like yeah. leveling back up as we go. God, they're fun. As Timon comic and... relief goes, they're gems. Yeah, they're amazing, and they add that kind of zest of energy because it is really dark up until that moment. And by the way, actually, we haven't talked about the animation. The animation is amazing here. It's one of my favorite. Like again, and again, I don't know if this is because I saw it at the right age, and so it kind of imprinted on my consciousness. Honestly, even looking at it today, I enjoyed the yeah. right. Yeah, that's the thing. The I, design I, during the "I Just Can't Wait to Be King" song, which should be insufferable, it, it, that's but the animation is. But it's so self-aware in that as soon as Simba jumps in to yeah. start singing, 
it explodes in yeah, color. This, yeah. this is his world now. Yeah, this and is like, like this he is wants the world to be. And it's that sort of like African style design with lots of purples and pinks and zigzags, and like, lines. zigzags as well. And when he like, like all yeah. of a, all of a sudden, the green is red, blue is yeah. it's purple, red elephants. Which I like things it's a nice dumbbell. Yeah. It reminds me a lot again of, of the fabrics I would have seen was there because again the the clothing. For I remember, and again, this is the thing where I don't remember if it's I remember from photographs is much more vivid over there than mm. it is over here um, mm. in terms of design. I, the end of that where he tells Nala, um, "Hey, the whole plan <laughs> worked perfectly." An yeah. elaborate dance and song <laughs> followed by a rhino sitting on Zazu. <laughs> Why didn't you get the rhino to just sit on Zazu in the first place? Yeah, because that wouldn't have been nearly as fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just uh, to, to get get them to uh, uh, stop somewhere and, and then a rhino. <laughs> I, I will say this like though: slowly again, sashay up behind them. <laughs> I guess the song and dance is just to distract away yeah. from the rhino that is gradually it's, getting well, closer it's a to pounce. Zazu. Yeah, I mean, you already have set up with like Zazu getting pounced on, yeah. so you already know that Zazu is not very good at situational no. awareness. So what you have is a rhino doing a reverse pounce. And it's actually very elegantly set it reverses up. Onto it's it's quite. And again, this is the thing: I'm not going to hear a bad word said about this, Andrew. The structuring of the movie is actually really good. I really like how, and again, this speaks to the way that Disney movies are constructed, where you have like years and years of people doing storyboards. But like this idea of echoes that sort of recur throughout, where you have like lines and callbacks and references. So, for example, you have obviously Simba dangling off Pride Rock, reflecting the way that Mufasa yeah. was dangling off with the stampede. Bit pointed, coming. but okay. You have like, and again, Scar literally says this is very familiar. But you have things like again, Simba yeah. telling Muf- uh, telling Scar to run away, Scar. Run away and that never was just come petty. back. But, <laughs> but again, like this idea of like echoing yeah. and kind of reverberating and mirroring, which I really, really like. And so to get back to my point, yes, Andrew, that, that rhinoceros sitting on Zazu was perfect pale. <laughs> to a great that joke that was... But... How, I don't know, how does Zazu get out of that? Uh, <laughs> she, she, sets, she stands up. That right. is right. literally right. the only way. She stands up. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, like, like madam. This is madam. I will say there is. An, I don't want. Like I don't like. Bringing, I don't like bringing the room down or again. Something like that. I'm sorry, right? but I don't like bringing the room down again. I did notice one or two things, and they were, they were, they were, there were, were only slight frames were out at certain times. I don't know if you guys noticed it. I noticed a couple of times. I think. It, is it like the, there's uh, one it, bit where I think an elephant's hoof was No, on no, it was the eyes. Oh, the eyes? The eyes colour um, would change. Have you noticed how you know they were usually yellow? Oh, yeah. Multiple times towards the end of the film, Simba's kept changing from white to yellow. I think... And there was one point where it literally changed in the same scene twice. From yeah. yellow to white. And I was like... Graham? Yeah. Graham? What? He's a lion who's been living on a vegetarian diet of. Oh, grubs. do not say that's the reason. I mean, he's clearly a No, as a, as a person who has studied animation, that is why I hate you. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not seriously you. suggesting this. I'm more parodying. Although, my... no, I know. Also, it's, it's just that's just one another. That's fine. I mean, these things happen. happen. It no. does happen. Uh, but I also occasionally go off model and things like that. I also well. just like the fact that we also get uh, kind of a callback later, and that you said that we had one song that was proven to distract. We got an even funnier one. Oh, yeah. that song is amazing. The, the, the pig song. The oh, You know that originally, and again, this oh, just me up and drag. Is, no, the original, the original plan was to have him done do like a Saturday Night Fever. Uh, what thing? Oh. Okay. I yeah, I I read that somewhere. That is And I, I read that when they did go with the Bit hula, too pop culture-y. Well when no no, but when they went with the hula, there were arguments as well about the limit the, how far they could go with it. There were animators, I think there's a feature in the, the Los Angeles Times where the animators were like complaining about how 
we originally wanted him to have a coconut brown, but that was vetoed by by the upstairs. Because he, he does state, have, but he doesn't have breasts. No, but that's. I think the point is he does state. What you want me to dress up and drag and do the hula? Do, and do the hula. In the in in the scene where he's doing the song, I hope the he's remake actually just wearing a skirt. Brown. Just wearing a skirt, <laughs> which men wear. Yeah. So it's not drag. Yeah. So I think the animators and Nathan Lane, you could you know Nathan Lane was totally up for doing that. <laughs> Even if it's animated, he'll always be up for doing it. Um, you don't the... feel like singing it, do you? <laughs> I can't even remember I'm the ready phone. to go. Oh my god. Oh, uh, we're, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll settle for uh, sort of like serenading Graham at his wedding. Thanks. Um, it's we super too, it's, it's really weird that they all went quiet and just looked at me there. <laughs> eye contact. Heavy eye contact. Heavy. Did her, did her eyes change colour, Graham? No. No. Uh, and that's how I know there's continuity. But anyway, but back to... Because uh, this actually brings us back to the... I actually animation, so that's what no, I do. That's fun. entirely fair. And it's entirely we fair. We like to have people on here. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Thank fair. You, like, we're actually... Like, we invite people on to know more than we do. And, like, we're, myself and Andrew have often... I don't I know say, why I'm here. And I say jokes, but it's right, kind of right. true where we are the least experienced people on this couch. Well, no, you, you've, you've, I'm, you've, you've I'm here to help with that. your French pronunciations. I, I, I would not include you. <laughs> like, a gym? In there, because you <laughs> actually do know things about... Uh, well, of course, with this guy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, remember when we were on for the Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion thing? You knew more than everyone. I cheated, though. I actually watched <laughs> the show. Yeah, that's um, But that's research. <laughs> cheating. Um... And cheat has never prosper, Graham. Um, um, but to bring us back... Yeah, because we watched that. To bring us back to The Lion King, and specifically Timon and Pumbaa. Uh. Um, one of the things that's interesting, and I wonder if I'm reading too much into this, is this... That should be your first time phrasing. <laughs> there should be, like, guys, if you want to design a t-shirt for the 250, it should read, maybe I've written into this, um, but... Or, or, my personal favourite was, it's a big blue vagina. Um, that's also another great... What episode is that that's from? That's Jaws. That's like episode two. Make note of that. (laughs) Need to hear where this goes. Also, is the original Star Wars American Pie in space? Oh, also, I will note, also, the thing. You talk a lot about how the thing itself could be a woman. And against all the the men. Yeah. Yeah. It's always about sex, Graham. It always is. Except in this case. Especially, can you feel the love tonight? And she has given him those eyes. Yeah. Thing was Uh, a lot of fun. Darren, we need to get you a girlfriend. (laughs) Ladies, he's available, and that shipping, I, it didn't happen. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, speaking of the or option there. Um, what? Oh, here we go. I knew it was coming to yes, this. Are Timon and Pumbaa a couple? Yes. Arch- oh, yes. Yeah. Is Timon and Pumbaa a very relatively rare example in the early 90s, particularly for Disney films, which are relatively socially conservative? Yeah. An example, a positive example of like a gay, gay parents, gay parents adopting. Like because I mean, I mean, yeah. he does. There is the line. Look, it's so cute and alone. Can we keep it? But I mean, like even Andrew, Andrew referenced, and myself and Phil serenaded Graham with "Can you feel the love tonight?" in the style of that stereotypical a kind parents of parents like, waving no, goodbye. No, 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 but yeah, no, no, it is like Andrew described it as like, "Well, your best friend is getting married, so goodbye." Yeah. But it can also be read as. Your They're kid, saying goodbye to their child. Your kid is leaving because your kid is growing up. Well, to be fair, and he's they have raised him. Yeah. And, <laughs> Nathan, and also and, Nathan and, Lane was in the birdcage. Well, that's it. Well, Nathan Lane and is very gay. camp and very, very, camp, he's very yeah. Yeah. and he's very open about this. So. Okay, so, so there's another question I asked to you guys. Are you shipping you or not? <laughs> Are, no, sorry, is the Lion King to the Lion King remake, will that make it official? I do you think there is a chance? No, I don't think so. No, the absolutely. way they're going. Well, no, absolutely not. Put it this way. With, even might... with live action gay, and I put no, that in inverted commas, LeFou. 
That's the thing. No, that's the thing. Because I was actually thinking about the, the exclusively gay moment in inverted commas in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's that two dudes it's, dancing. It's less explicit yeah. than Timon and Pumbaa's relationship here. And also, like, I mean, you literally you, get a scene where Pumbaa... Yeah, go for it. I mean, like... And, Timon and Pumbaa are sleeping together. It, did anyone it, have that mentality back then? I don't know. Because but, it, it, but if I, they did, it's very positive but, and it's, it's, it, it's, so, it's just so ingrained they, and natural. We talked about things with the... the Beauty and the Beast, where the Beast was to a certain extent, and particularly in the lyrics by Ashman, uh, Ashman talked about Howard Ashman talked about how like because obviously he was he had AIDS at the time as yeah, well, but how he and, and openly gay as well, and how he saw the Beast, particularly in the lyrics that he was writing as well, as somebody who was afflicted by this sort of AIDS and is slowly dying, and is slowly dying, yes, and is sort of withering away and stuff like that, and so he saw the Beast as a queer character. We kind of talked about this a little bit with Andy, a queer mm. character who just happens to love a woman. Yes, I know. Well, I mean, yes, it is. It and is, can be is. saved by the... Can be saved by magic. Yeah. It's a metaphor. It is, it is <laughs> a metaphor. Uh, but again, and this is the thing we're watching it, I do wonder, like, is that... I kind of like... Because I love the idea of Timon and Pumbaa as, you know, parents. Well, I'll put it this so way. It seems like they've been with each other for a very long time. Yeah. I'll put it this way. It can't be a romantic thing because uh, two different species. It's just not going to happen. Hey! Whoa! Hey, Phil! Hey, it's if 2019. Mothra and Godzilla, yeah. Yeah. hey, if spoiler alert, if Mothra and Godzilla, okay, can get it on, thank you then for the these two can. Thank you for the I'm mental sorry, image, what? Graham. Thank you for it's, the mental image. Is that what happens in the new Godzilla movie? It's implied. It's still not enough it's, to it's, make it's, oh, it's, it's implied. Oh, they nasty. <laughs> <laughs> she is queen of the monsters, uh, and he's king. There's another Pornhub meme for Andrew. <laughs> there have been far too many mentions of the Pornhub brand in this episode. Yeah. yeah of all episodes. <laughs> well, we gave up on Disney there. <laughs> Pornhub day. We gave up very, very quickly on that front. But I mean... And, <laughs> this gets into one of the things that I really like about the Lion King in particular because I, I, I absolutely adore it but it's this idea of interspecies erotica no <laughs> thank you Graham we call it interspecies erotica that was Clicks 2 wasn't it hmm? that was Clicks 2 yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's, it's this idea of balancing because again part of this movie resonated with me maybe a little bit too emotionally uh-huh. which is the, the bit where Simba has this whole thing where he kind of casts off responsibility. So his, you know, his father dies. He believes himself responsible and he kind of gives up. He kind of goes away, runs away. Hakuna Matata, forget about all your worries. Like forego any sense of responsibility or obligation or anything that you owe to anybody. It's very tempting. Uh, Which Mm. is very tempting, very luxurious. And, you know, you have this line where he says, sometimes bad things happen. And And there's there's nothing you can do about it. So So why worry? And Nala, respo- Nala responds with... Because, because it's your responsibility. Yeah. And I mean, I quite like the way in which uh, the movie balances the two... There's another... Have Mufasa, who's like instilled in Simba this sense of like crushing duty mm. and obligation. Like He's literally, from the moment you're born, it's like, come up on this rock. You're responsible for all of this. All of this is your... What about that side? Role. No, don't worry about yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> they get a pass. They made their choices. <laughs> but everything else is your responsibility. You personally are going to be responsible mm. for all of this. He seemed pretty overjoyed. Oh, he did until his, his father died and he's like, responsibility, not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have Timon and Pumbaa saying like, actually, it means no worries. Like yeah. give up and just be cool and relax and don't blame yourself. Don't, you know, don't, you are not responsible for anything. And I like Somebody that the movie... to come back and destroy the peace process between the lions and the hyenas. There's a play out there that, that, that brings that up. That is, is like, I brought, prosper- I, I, I brought prosperity together between peace, between the hyenas and the lions, and I was hated for it. 
I'm not that bad a guy. Like the scar, <laughs> the scars, yeah. Sure. Scars re-election pitch. It's like, sure, sure, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will say this. Sure, da- we poached Darren, the uh, the Pride Lands did, into an apocalyptic wasteland where lava habitually rises yeah, from the where, ground. Um, are we, like, we're still talking about Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> like Darren, I will say I can understand why this resonates with you so well because there's another film, another Disney property that does the inverse, and Darren did not like it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cars two. No. Endgame with oh, Thor. Oh yeah, Endgame. Yeah. You hated what that did to him because it's the inverse yeah. of what this is. Yeah. It's accepting your duties, um, but coming to understand all the you know the the the, flaw, the flaws that you have in Endgame. He, it's like, hey, you have no responsibilities. Just a run off in space and have yeah, run off in space and have cool adventures. Ask Guardians of the Galaxy. Doesn't matter how many people died and how many people have pledged their loyalty to you and how many people have followed you across the universe. You don't owe them a damn thing except your own enjoyment. And I mean, like, I, I understand. It's very contrary to how you feel about things. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I, I owe the world everything. Is <laughs> 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 Darren's kind of uh, ego trip <laughs> right there? Yeah, um, I'm, I mustn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mustn't be allowed. How dare you? <laughs> Graham has worn his Superman. Graham has worn his Justice League shirt, and Phil Batman v Superman. Phil has honed it. I'm actually quite impressed, given that I think you've seen Man of Steel I've, once. I've seen Batman versus Superman, and I just remember. But it's somebody, not Batman. He's wearing. He's got a face. And I just remember someone said to Clark Kent, "You don't owe this world a thing." Excuse me. Well, she's wrong. She's not. He destroyed the city. He killed millions. He killed Lion King. Okay, please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But yes. I was thinking about, like, I was going You're lucky to you say. Lion King because I would go down a rabbit hole that you. Oh, okay, never okay, get out of. Okay, okay. I was going to. Calm down. Pornhub. Don't make me take this conversation back to Pornhub. We're such children. <laughs> we really I w- are. Because I, I was going to, like, going back to kind of you. Like, uh, and your kind of uh, uh, fealty to your responsibilities. I was going to say that listeners want you to Hakuna Matatas. <laughs> but, but, but that Sorry, sounds too much okay. like they're shipping. No worries. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Do your job. Go make sweet, sweet love to Andrew and everybody's happy. Hakuna Matata. Exactly. <laughs> Grab them by the Hakunas. <laughs> All right. Um, make sweet Matatas. <laughs> But anyway, this is terrible. I know. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. I did. Fair, this, I did. This, this, this film put fault. us in such a good mood. It That's did. the thing. And we're all such just a giddy re- mood. We've, I think we've just regressed to teenagers. Yes. God help so. us. A kind of magical. Um, just in terms of stuff that I really liked, I like the elegant simplicity. Again, Phil talked about the movie as being very straightforward, very linear, very sort of like large again, like, montage, like a montage. And I kind of admire the purity of that because yep. a lot of the storytelling, mm. but it has a lot of heavy thematic sort of dialogue it's, in there. Like it could have been weighed down by it. It could have easily been weighed but, down by it. But mm. a lot of the the storytelling that's most evocative and most effective is purely visual. Things Indeed. like after after Simba's been rescued from the elephant's graveyard, which is great by the oh. way, it's absolutely beautiful. Although, can I point out one thing? Those elephants must have been friggin' huge because there is no way a hyena <laughs> can crawl out of an elephant's skull. Yeah. No way. Anyway, that's, that's your only issue. Could, could have been a very small hyena. But I mean, little bits like when they're, when they're, walk, when they're walking yeah. back and Simba puts his paw inside. That's amazing. That's an amazing that's, scene. That's like everything you need to know about his character. Yeah. How he feels at that moment. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. It's, and I just, just remember on the soundscape, there's a, like a, a beat of like a very 
faint drum. Yeah, when he puts yeah. his paw in. And it just, ooh, that, it does really strike you. Yeah. You know, like the long I, order kind of opening. Oh, yeah. The line goes, <laughs> yeah. Bum, bum. I, 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 I noticed that as well. So you get like, obviously the circle of life sequence that everybody knows and loves. Yeah. And then you get, as Andrew pointed out, you get the little drum, bum, 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 and then you get the Lion King flash Boom. up on screen. Special victims unit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you just see, just like, you see, just coming out from the side, Hans Zimmer, you're welcome. In the, um, I, I, in the Pride we, Lands, there are two types of... The, it's amazing we haven't talked about the soundtrack and the score yes. a bit more, to be honest. Yes, actually. Yeah, um, actually, this is the first... I'm fairly certain this is our first time talking about it during the entire, entire podcast. Yes. How, how, um, well, I, we've mentioned some we mentioned, like, be prepared. I imagine somewhere. that Elton John wasn't a librettist on it. That, no. That Tim uh, Rice was... Tim Rice was... Uh, the, he wrote the majority of the lyrics, having just come off. Uh, yeah. Music, the but all the music that. videos were all Elton John. Or Aladdin, rather. Aladdin. It's worth noting, though, that, like... In, this, in the example of cases like Can You Feel the Love Tonight you have stories where like Rice would give the lyrics to John he gave them to him at 2 o'clock in the afternoon came back at, like, with an hour and a half and Elton John was playing the finished thing on his piano uh, one of the ironies uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight they wanted to cut it that's the song that ultimately won the Oscar for yeah. him um, also notable because there was some I'm imagining art- the guy that was trying to get that cut well, I mean Can You Feel the Love Tonight was particularly contentious for a number of reasons they couldn't figure out who was supposed to sing it in the, in the film they originally wanted the entire thing to be sung by Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, I'm glad they did. Um, but yeah, no, no, weird. John. John apparently made it very clear. There's a the duet strongest... between a man and a woman. No, no, in the strongest possible terms that he didn't want the song reduced to a joke. And he felt that having Timon and Pumbaa sing the entire yeah, which thing it did. would reduce it to yeah. a joke. I would say the moment, like, at the end when, like, Timon, with, with some striking animation, is tearing up because yeah, he yeah. knows this is it. This is kind of like their last hurrahs as a trio yeah uh, and then you see them cry and then they're like he releases the song finishes it and then there's a beat and then they start crying like fools it undercuts the song a little bit just a little bit I, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind, mind it personally but no yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the song where I was going to say something else there. um Rice did want a collaborator Elton John was his original choice it was actually ABBA Huh. Amazing. They were busy. Uh, Benny Anderson was actually busy with the musical, and that's the only reason that they couldn't do it. That's kind of amazing. Given yeah. huh. Here we go and again. Abba never, and Abba never got into a Disney film after that. I Next know. up would have been Phil Collins. Ugh. Hey, Tarzan's a good film. He beat Amy oh. Man to the Oscar. Oh, God. Okay. Let's let's focus back on the Lion King. Thank let's you. Not, I'm just, I'm just saying this rabbit hole. Thank you. Let's not get trapped um. in this because I feel like <laughs> that would be a heated discussion. But I mean, even things like the. like the animation during those sequences as well be prepared like the sequence where it's because it's Scar and he's a villain yeah. like, 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 the like smoke a Plymouth a Plymouth rises him <laughs> up into the and sky and then it actually changes colour as it goes becomes more intense yeah. it goes green it goes red it goes is there a purple? no no, no but it's because Scar it's, it's is red. the coolest Red is the coolest character in this. Scar. Scar. Scar, is, Scar is very much the coolest character. Yeah. And a lot of that, again, it's the Jerry voice. Jeremy it's the yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you, yeah. like, you, like you, I would love to see a casting call for Scar and who was up for it against him. I'd love to know who else was there. I There were... Oh, now this is actually interesting. Alan Rickman. No, for a while. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Curry. No, Tim Curry. Tim Curry was considered. Yeah. Tim Curry is always considered. Tim Curry was almost the Joker until Mark Hamill showed up. Yeah. Apparently he oh. was too scary. Yeah, that's the thing. He was I too scary. That. Um, other choices they were actually seen to be going with a bit of a mob thing James Caan was considered oh. Ray Liotta was no, considered no too young at that point yeah also Ray Liotta does not scare me no, no. Well, James- Ray Liotta famously turned down the role of um, Tony Soprano 
Yes, he did. Did he? There's, yeah. there's a lot of... Wow, he must be hating himself right now. To be fair, that turned out well for everybody well, it, who wasn't really out of them. That's fair. Yeah, I, 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 like, I'm, sh- I'm sure it it would have been... It could it could have been a good show with mm. Ray Liotta. I don't know if it could yeah. have been the Sopranos. Sean Connery, though. Sean Connery turning down Gandalf. Yeah, that would have been. That would have, I think that would have been good. Will Smith Malcolm McDowell, Neo, like Mal- Malcolm McDowell was also considered for the role. Oh, that would have been lovely. Would have been well worked, but I think Iron's just. Yeah, there is. But the thing is, he's that guy who he made it so much his own. He did that you can't imagine anyone else. Yeah, that's exactly. the great thing about these characters is that you can't imagine anything else. And as I will repeat. Chuta Ledger 4 is like, like I wish him Chita the best Ledger, of luck I wish him the best of luck he's a great actor yeah but I can't see him bringing that level of menace and that's what's been we'll missing see. in a we'll lot see. yeah we will oh, yeah. but, 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 but I, I, I do I do agree yeah, with you I mean I, like that's the thing apart from Cinderella that's what's been missing in a lot of the live action remakes there is no menace in these villains anymore compared to their animated counterparts Jafar, Jafar is, is non- brilliant Jafar isn't but he's non-existent in this new one yeah. I, he's actually more developed in this new one. He yeah, actually has a backstory in history, um, and it's and it's cookie cutter, and it's anyway. but whatever. Anyway, and I, I would argue that stuff like Michael Keaton's character in Dumbo is who's that basically Walt Disney. Yeah, an and they and an yeah, and they character. are brought to Disneyland. They are brought to Disneyland. Yes, <laughs> um, but uh, do I want to talk a little bit about Hans Zimmer's score? I'd like to because um, funny enough, and I know this was a disappointment. I know to a lot of people, this is the only uh, Hans Zimmer's only won one Oscar, and it's this that is terrible. Yeah, and this is the one he won it for. He initially wasn't interested in doing a children's film, but when he read the script, haven't won yeah. Oscars. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, like Richard. I know it's Hans. I know it's Hans Zimmer. I know, yeah, oh, come on, can't be the only one that has won an Oscar. Like to win one Oscar is <laughs> well, I know, better than no. Uh, there's a lot of people that would think he deserved more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Only thing is, he always gets nominated for the films that uh, he, the films he really deserves it for. I think gets overlooked. His best score, by the way, is the Thin Red Line. This is up there in my book, though. I love the Lion King score, mm. and he, as I was going it's to say, it's amazing how much you remember even individual notes and and grace yeah. notes and sort of cues and stuff like the. But I the, think the songs take over. The song, interesting. Well, I when the song, I, when it's not the musical numbers, the the score does play quite a part. Again, you're talking about that moment when Simba puts his paw in his father's paw print. I think the score is taking over, Darren. Sorry. <laughs> um, but Zimmer originally didn't want to do a kids film it was only when he read the script and he felt that the relationship between father and son was remind, reminds him very much about his, of his relationship between him and his daughter um, oh, absolutely yeah so he said he'd do it and he's actually said it's one of the happiest uh, collabor- film collaborations he's had in, a lo- in his career I suppose that makes sense then why he's returning for the for the remake I guess so yeah. um, but it's not all down to him though um, you know the opening scene with the famous um, vocals Sunrise yeah. the Sunrise and the vocals yeah. uh, that's uh, South African musician Lebo M who uh, Zimmer had worked with before and uh, decided to bring him on board for this uh, strong least, opening yeah it's a fantastic it's, opening. it's one of the best openings for an animated it, film yeah it's, it's one of the best openings to a film it's iconic it's strong like when oh, it like, happens and I mean that's a word I hate iconic but everybody knows as soon yeah. as you hear yeah. etc yeah exactly it's, I mean and how many how many parodies have you seen but even sequences of like raising the baby up in yeah, the air yeah, yeah. that sort of and again, it's, it's one of those things that you recognize. It's like and the Star Destroyer it's from a, the opening shot yes. of Star Wars. Yeah. It's also, I was thinking that. It's also a coic. That is the word for when something... Because iconic is to do it. It can only... Something iconic can only be visually. visually. Oh, yeah. oh, interesting. Well, it's both. Ah, iconic and Thank you very much, Andrew. It's both. Um, but anyway, that vocalist, that's uh, Lee Bohem. And 
uh, it was also helpful for Zimmer to bring him on because he conducted the African choirs that you hear in the soundtrack in the oh, score. Mm, nice. So, so yeah, has, anyone, very, has, has anyone seen the play? I have. I, like, I went to see the play live. It's amazing. Again, this is like Darren's childhood. This is, this uh, is, this is Judy Taymor's original yes, stuff. Yes, from right? 1997, mm. I believe. Um, and it's still on in the West End. It's still on. It's still on still the keeps going. They've taken Comes it. It comes to Dublin, Borgosh, yeah, yeah, every Borgosh. now and then. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw it there. And again, this is a, a Mooney family theatre trip, which happens much more rarely than a Mooney family. <laughs> you have so many family things. Uh, we are very... You're a very family-orientated family. We are. Well yeah, we're, that's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely. Um, but I yes, want to go to a family movie night. But we, Can we come? <laughs> yeah. What? We'll be Moonies just for one day. Funny, we'll talk about this after the podcast. Um, that's a no. That's always a no. There's a barbecue. Well, we don't, we don't get movies. I mean, like, he don't get Disney Day. Damn there's right. A, there's a barbecue happening across the way that you guys might be invited to, I think, I, if you want. <laughs> I, I anyway. can't. I have to go back to Breed oh. and tell her that this was an awful podcast and that's the reason why she couldn't be on it. <laughs> you could have. And next time she can't. If he walks in there, if he walks in there, three sheets of the wind Darren. with barbecue sauce around his mouth. <laughs> no, like, I'll be killed. You, 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 Darren, Darren, she couldn't have made it. You're asking, Graham, why am I never invited to these things? This is why. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yes, so, uh, the play. The play, yeah, the play is, is absolutely amazing. Again, it's it's visually stunning. It's been playing for at this stage twenty two years, which yeah. is amazing Aww. to take in. It's had a huge impact. Apparently, it's like a huge cultural fixture in places like South Africa as oh, well, yeah. where it's been it's like it, it's apparently had an incredible social impact on South Africa, just in terms oh, yeah. of things like reconciliation well, was, and yeah. Oh yeah, I was I was there in Cape Town. I, I, I think they they had like a lot of kind of. Um, Lion King uh, branding stuff. and sort of yeah, like yeah. Yeah. and it's been a huge boom for the area as well and and it's it's stunning it still moved me now I mean I, I obviously go back to the animated film of course. Like that, but I seeing it performed and again seeing it with the puppets everything because like I am underneath this cold rational exterior beats the heart of a child um, I just takes a little bit longer to get to it than everyone else. I have like I have a huge affinity. For I thought it. I was the cold heartest bastard of the group, but nice to know. No, have... you you love La La Land. It's us who doesn't. Along with no, me, no, I like it too. You, I like it too. You're the only person here who doesn't. Uh, I like La La Land, but not you, enough. <laughs> you, you started this. You sta- you I were, did start. You that. were the Brutus oh. to La La Land's <laughs> Julius Caesar. I was not. That was Babu. No, Babu finished him off. Yeah, Babu finished him off. You were the first one to stab. You were the first. You started. I like it. You started the ball rolling. I do like it. It's not as much as as you th- four, three. Anyway, Wait. anyway, my point is that like as somebody, I absolutely adore like stage shows that involve puppet work. Like I'm a huge fan of Avenue Q, for example. I really like wish that. I had seen this. You seen Warhorse? I, I I wish I, I had seen Avenue Q. Did see Warhorse, I think, as well, and quite liked it as well. Again, I, I'm a big fan of like the production. Yeah. Like, the actual the like, effort, the that, effort that, goes that goes into it. The effort that goes into the mechanics. There is of something it. about that that's yeah. just very compelling it's to watch. It's stunning to watch. Again, this. This is ironic because it was like, you know, although I'm a cold, heartless bastard, I really like the mechanics of how these things work. Um, so I'm kind I just of love how Darren says that because he like says, I'm a cold, I'm a cold, heartless bastard. And yet he says it with the jovialness of like, like a child's TV program uh, presenter. He's the cuddly cynic. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, and, and again, the Lion King has a lot. Now. Lion King has a lot of that, by the way. Next, with Blue Peter will teach you <laughs> how to turn off your feelings. <laughs> Say hello to Darren Mooney, the cuddly cynic. Um, but yeah, so like the Lion King obviously has like its puppet work and its its set work like that. It's mm. amazing. It's actually like one of the great theater experiences that I've had. And again, that makes me seem you know maybe shallow because I was like, well, no. it's supposed to be like you know you went to see Tennessee, you know Tennessee Williams play or whatever, and those are great and I love those as well. Yeah, <laughs> I actually love. 
was it American Buffalo was great. I really loved American Buffalo. But anyway, back to the point that we're making. It's that it's it's absolutely something of us going like we have to get back to liking. Oh yeah, eventually at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the stage show is, is amazing, and I would wholeheartedly recommend it. Mm. Um, is there anything else we haven't discussed? Anything we want to talk about? Anything with the Lion King that we haven't kind of digested or sort of discussed or want to? Oh, we mentioned how they'd use kind of some of Jeremy Irons' previous roles in it. Yes. I, fe- I felt yeah. like they very much used. Uh, Blackadder for um, Rowan Atkinson, Atkinson. As, uh, yeah. or did Rowan Atkinson just use Blackadder I don't know I, I feel <laughs> like they couldn't have been unaware yeah. no they, could, uh, yeah. they were considering a lot of different actors for that role but they were all very much British and comedic John Cleese was in the running for a long time he would have uh, brought, a, brought a similar energy I think to the yeah role. but that's exactly what they want they want somebody who was who had energy but had clear comedic chops and uh, been Mr. Bean was at the height of his popularity at the oh, time. Oh, he was? So. I predict he states so, because the movie was coming out in a couple of years. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Complete with its boy's own soundtrack oh, of all things. Terrible. Again, an artifact of the 90s. If oh, you want a bit God. of weird 90s nostalgia there. When Mel Smith was considered worthwhile. He's still all right. Mel Smith? Mel Smith? The director. Oh, I thought you said Will Smith. No. What had Mel Smith done? Oh, like, well, that's probably the biggest thing. Oh, okay. Before. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Alright, is there anything else we haven't discussed? Anything we want to talk about with regard to the film? Oh, um, The sequels are not great. They're, they were sequels okay. Don't tend, I, sequels I've never seen films tend not to be, which is why Toy Story 2 happened the way they have diminishing it. properties. Like, I liked the... I, like, I, I liked the second one. I liked the idea of his daughter, Kira, who we see at the end of this one. It's well, again, that's, that's idea. your full circle, your symmetry. Yeah, which quite, like, yeah. he has a daughter. It's for, your literal circle of life. For people who had seen... Who who for for Game of Thrones fans? I feel like Pedro Pascal took his like delivery for you know the mountain versus the viper, <laughs> yes. but it's like murderer, you killed, you raped her, you yeah. murdered her babies. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it, like who um, gave the order? <laughs> you <Yeah>. did. <laughs> but hold on, you think when, he took this from the Lion King? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that Go particular, the hole. That particular delivery of murder. You killed him. <laughs> oh, it's from like Scar. From yeah. not, 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 no, it's no, not. No, it's not from it's uh, Simba, Eagle Montoya. Um, it's, 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 say, not, it's not say, that say, he took it from. Back to Scar. Back to Scar at the climax. Yes. Yes. I'm Eagle Montoya. So my yeah. I also do he love that Scar drastically underestimates. Like he would have Simba dead to rights if he hadn't leaned in and was like, I, "I'm going to do the villainous boast thing." I will <laughs> say this though: if you just mountain, the, but there's, <laughs> but there's also, there's also, there's also a logic Wait, jump. <laughs> there's also a logic yeah. jump in that sense by the fact that Simba should be a very a, a painfully weak lion. Yeah, because he's just been eating. Grubs. He's just been eating grubs. Like, yeah, I get it. They're all protein. No, but they're, they're not they're, beasts. They're actually higher Doesn't in... Doesn't matter. He's in, got them gains. <laughs> uh, insects are higher in... in, in, in but could you than... feed a lion just yeah. that? No, yeah, The jungle is big it, enough it, that also, they would get enough of them. Also, like Graham, the, I'm not sure that a meerkat and a sort of, you know, a, a, warthog. a warthog can raise a lion cub to, like, maturity. But I... I understand where you're coming from. I'm just... With it's an just antelope, always a you're joke, eating like, very little of it. Like, a hyena is coming in a pack. And then you're <laughs> leaving most of it to yeah. to them, and then the carrion birds and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas with a bo- with it, with it, which like um, with if 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 they switch to eating grubs, then the, the, the probably the person who's getting skinnier is Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually I love the idea that that's how the Pride Land is replenished. We don't spend much time on it in the film; it really just goes from a montage well, to yeah. being this apocalyptic actually, land, was a- with lava underneath it. To just being like the green pasture, apparently, I, within a season well, or two. Did, when did, I was did, a kid, I thought that roar summoned back the greenery. Yeah. 
When I was no, a child, I thought you, that like when all they roared, it was it was like basically the saying the pride lands have returned. Well, I mean, do you know what it's it, all metaphorical? What, yeah. 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 But it's, it's, it's not abstract. it's not just metaphorical because the um, the fire yeah. is is what um, replenishes. Is, uh, re, re, yeah. re, re, replenishes it. Like I did like the idea for, that whenever a jungle grows too wild, a purging fire is both inevitable and necessary. <laughs> Thank you, um, circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, and I, but I do love that the layout, this, again, this is the thing where Lion King focuses so much on the psychology of its characters that like the lightning striking in the middle of the accusation yeah. scene between Scar and oh, Simba. Yeah. Work it's fallacy a, to the max. It's exactly. It's like ridiculous. kaboom. Melodramatic sort of like heightened sort of like abstract, which is why things like the Pride Land replenishing, even with the fire over the course of a season, mm, yeah. don't really matter. Well, nine it's, months. Because it's, how long is a lion pregnancy? I want to say nine months. Okay, but anyway, the, the, I should probably look that up. Um, <laughs> to the fact machine. Are you okay there, Graham? I'm just very hyper. I noticed. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let's find out about lions' barbed penises. <laughs> no, yeah, that's by the a way, duck. I, I noted that. That's but a I duck. I'm not bringing that up. That's a duck, isn't it? The li- no, a lion has a barbed. <laughs> and we're back from the fact machine. Uh, the gestation period for a lion is actually just 110 days. Golly. See, this is why we do things live, so we can get an honest emotional reaction. Yes. But I don't know that's mad. That's mad. I didn't know. Yeah. Cut without without oh, the barbs, please. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Stay um, tuned for the director's cut. <laughs> that means. It but, gets a little blue. <laughs> I would say more, more about about reddish gold. gold. Anyway, um, is there anything else we haven't talked about? Anything you guys want to discuss? Anything that we want to bring up? Anything that we haven't yet sort of picked apart in terms of talking about the Lion King? Luau! No, I'm not going there. The remake should not happen. Oh, for God's sake. Get off Jesus the high horse. Graham. <laughs> it's not a high I, horse. I know the feeling, but... Graham, let kids have what they have. Have you learned nothing from this film? Don't be Scar. Don't be Tom. I don't know. Scar's pretty cool. Scar is pretty cool. But don't <laughs> We all it. said he was the coolest character he's in the, the film. Character. I am the king. I can do maybe, whatever I want. And he's maybe made not. peace between the hyenas and the lions. Hey, has, hey, has let's he just... made peace between the Yes, he has! It's a difficult like, process. It okay? looks like an apocalyptic lioness to be the, their food gatherers. Yeah. They're always the food gatherers. Lion- the only difference is Disney made it look like, oh, it's all balanced. No! The lionesses hunt, the lions do jack. Okay, Graham, it's okay. I've a lovely bunch of coconuts. They the devastation the and the like the the um all of the <laughs> sorry it's just a song that's just like stuck at me my whole life oh, all of the herds me. leaving it's it, it's it's a cyclical phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> once every five thousand years and, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't prove it it's not a real change yeah also, um, there's no science backing any of this up um Speaking of catchy songs, uh, the writer of uh, The Lion Seeds Tonight is a state sued Disney because they didn't yes. get permission. Yeah, and they settled what? it. As well. they, settled. Yeah. they didn't get permission to sing it with the Wimbo Way, Wimbo Way, Wimbo Way. Oh, yeah. Etc. Yeah. But and, it's Disney. <laughs> um, well, no, I imagine the Disney. They can probably they afford, afford it. Yeah. No. Uh, even back then. We can't. <laughs> That's why no. we were being satirical. Oh, no. <laughs> we my fair use, goddammit. Yeah, fair use, use, copyright criticism, That's and gone parody soon. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that about wraps it up, but if people are looking for something to enjoy, if you have something that you'd like to recommend for people, like maybe sort of in this vein, 
Um, if listeners want something like The Lion King or want to be pointed towards something you've enjoyed recently, what would you recommend, Graham? Well, the, guys, there's a TV show called The Lion Guard, right? And it is about a lion well, that is guarding, that is, that is guarding, you know, the new queen king to be in the Lion King universe. There's an adult version of that called The Bodyguard. What's that? <laughs> It's it's absolutely brilliant. When it's on say, Netflix. I watched that like recently. When and you I'm say the, adult, do you mean it gets a bit brownish oh, no. gold? Oh, oh, it gets oh very I'm on the I'm on gold. the third episode. Yeah, hell, it does. Uh, Kelly Hollis is in there as well, and Richard Madden. Yeah, Richard Madden's amazing. Like, so like got, I know Robert Pattinson's Batman, but he's plays. amazing. Richard Madden. Is he when in? I watched him in this, I was like, that's Batman. Okay, and that's very high praise. Like, it, that's it is, like I love I, 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 I love Ben Affleck. Um, Anyway, so Phil, do you have anything that you would recommend for listeners? Uh, ooh, what you saying in this vein? I'm trying to think in terms of what else could you watch in the Disney line. Um, it did strike me just how dark this got at times, and I always do enjoy it when Disney gets dark. So I would always point people to their version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Personally, mm. yeah, I it's parts of which I've seen not too long ago, and it's funny the those darker aspects of it. They hold up shockingly well. Yeah. They do. So I would say give that ch- check and that it out. It has a hell it, of a villain song as well. It oh, has a hell one of the of a best. Villain. A hell of a villain. Uh, but Frollo. Not that we'll ever get to talk about it on the 250, sadly. It's not perfect. But I would say check it out if you're in the mood for something that does go a little darker in the Disney vein. And give it an upvote as well. Also, to yeah. be fair, we could talk about it like on Speaking Geek. We could just have all of us out there just watching it, yeah. watching it, talking it as as film geeks and that yeah. who are interested. If you, you organize <laughs> it, we'll be there. Bro. Yeah, gladly. I, I haven't watched it in a long time and I would want to. All right. We you, could have Brito. You could have it <laughs> for once. Hey, she's been on it. You've just not been there. She hasn't been here, though. Okay, guys, oh. guys, we can come hunch back to it later. Um, Grant, sorry, oh. Andrew. Me. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend something with animals in it. Um, oh. <laughs> oh no, kids, turn off! No, no, no. Um, uh, not, is it the Pornhub meme? No, 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 no. It's the Pornhub meme. It's the Pornhub meme. Guys, calm down. Mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was on. Um, I think it was BBC Four, like years ago. I'm not sure where you can get it. I think it used to be on Hulu. Um, Hulu. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so funny. Yeah, no, um, if you, um, I think, is Darren checking it out? I am checking it out. So it may I've not be it, something that is I've currently extant. Before. Yeah, this is the one with Paul Kay, Lucy Montgomery, Rufus yes. Jones. It's a puppet based um, situation. Homage comedy. a lady? Uh, yes. Did you say uh, puppet based? It's puppet based. Puppet puppet based. Yeah. Is it soft puppet, if I remember correctly? No, no, no it's, it's, it's for you going, this is up my alley. It's available, like it's available on DVD uh, in Region 2 and Region 4, but it's available on Blu-ray disc Region 3 as well. So you can pick that up there. You can yeah, pick- check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. There, there's there's some very, um, you'd like this because you like celebrities. There, there's like a celebrity cameo. <laughs> what does that even mean? Every, wow, every, okay. <laughs> um, and, you mean and, I know celebrities, and, and, as in like I know the concept. Oh, okay. And and there there's uh, there's also like a musical uh, piece in in uh, in each episode, which oh, is a lot cool. of fun. Um, there like uh, there's a there's a kind of like a um, what do you call them like a meatloaf inspired song called "Breaking Up Is Such a Faff." <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a great show. It's very adult. It's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, no child. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, from this podcast about the Lion King, this podcast is not for kids. Um, <laughs> I, we're putting in that warning at the end. Yeah, just in case. I would recommend for listeners if you are looking for something animated that's been good this year. I really like the Lego Movie too. It features you're the one. Was that this year? That was this year. This wow. year, earlier this year. It features one of my favorite uh, non-villain songs, but one of my favorite villain songs of the past couple of decades, uh, right up there probably since Be Prepared, which is Not Evil, uh, which is a fantastic <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> song. Uh, and it's well worth listening to itself. So I really enjoyed that. And Missing Link, which I think I recommend the podcast Oh, before, Missing Link is amazing. Laika, which is yeah. great. I really another great, Laika. Li- another yeah. great Laika film starring Hugh Jackman and Zach Galifianakis. And it's always still done. That, that yeah. movie that they released around like 2010 looked like a lot of fun. What was it? Uh, 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 Pirates and a... Oh, Pirates uh, and a Scientist. 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 Which is amazingly fun. It's so it. funny. Really? Hugh, Hugh Grant really? is so funny in that film. And David Tennant is like Darwin. Oh, okay. Uh, I would also recommend Toy Story 4. Uh, I saw it. There's a review on Scunon and it is... It, Darren said it best it's got a different kind of ending but it's got a very wonderful kind of story and ending to it we may already have talked about or will be soon about to talk about Toy ah. Story 4 I suspect oh so let's just rewind time um, but yeah uh, so people or Graham a bit more Phil a bit more Andrew in their lives where can they find you guys online Equinioka that's <laughs> That's We're sound, not even that gonna, like that's like the that's something like someone it, getting on a record. It's the creature from to spell it. That's yeah, true. It's, that's it's, new. That's true. If they're fans, they'll find him. It's yeah. or they found him already. It's the, it's the creature from Missing Link. No. But you, yeah. Um, I Sorry, am I'm very aggressive. <laughs> you <laughs> very aggressive. You. Uh, I am at you. Graham Geek Era on Twitter. Uh, I have my website, Game Air. We have a review coming out about a game I played for ninety hours called uh, Trails of Cold Steel Two: Legend of Heroes. And uh, I have was it re- legendary? It was, but it was just so goddamn long. <laughs> it was ninety hours, and I had to do it across uh, the space of, span of three weeks. And like, I don't know how you've like you can understand like uh, Andrew, that concept Andrew is so can- difficult. A- Andrew cannot relate to the experience of trying to hyper compress an entire cultural experience <laughs> down to an absurdly <laughs> short period of time. Can you, Andrew? I didn't well, I need to. At Andrew. I was actually. Asking, like, <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you or Phil game at all. Um, no, 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 not. not that's, that's what I was. Not even once. And then imagine if, guys... if Darren gamed. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like somebody would have to like uh, bring dissect. him food. <laughs> and move... Imagine God of War. Imagine God of War near Automata. It's he like, dissect and, it's and like... cut it up for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, in that movie. Like, and that seven. would just be responding to all the tweets. Yes. Um. Uh, I also have a uh, interview coming out from my convention uh, attendance recently, where I got to interview Troy Baker, uh, Lucy oh. Pole, and Chloe uh, Hollings. Um, two of them are voice actors that you might recommend recognize from the Overwatch game from Blizzard. And Troy Baker, you'll recognize because let's face it, if you've played a video game or watched an anime or watched a cartoon, you know Troy Baker. Uh, I don't even need to get list him. Um, they were all great interviews. I got he talked to Troy in particular. Talked a little bit about his work with Hideo Kojima on Hideo Kojima's new game Death Stranding with Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yes, this is the one that that had advertisements of celebrities that nobody knew what it was about. Yeah, it has it's it's bonkers. It is absolute bonkers. And um, yeah, that's all on Game Air. And then um, I'll hopefully be doing a Speaking Geek podcast soon with some close friends about uh, Hunchback and Notre Dame. Or Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, frankly, I'll have to come along to help with the pronunciation. Exactly. Frank, yeah. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a Notre Dame. 
Well, we recorded it back when it was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we'll oh, be releasing it. Oh, like, oh, oh no, no, I'm the remake. Um, but anyway, so, <laughs> Phil, if people are looking for more Phil in their lives. How do you mean? Can they get their Phil of Phil? Where would they get that? Well, they won't get it anywhere. I'm not online. Yeah, you All can't right. find them. Yeah. Right. And I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> Twitter is evil. Resist. Uh, you can find me online at Darren underscore Mooney. Uh, Where will we it's... find you offline? Uh, <laughs> well, my address is... Okay. Here's my number. <laughs> the Hairy Lemon. It's a lovely bar. I never go to the Hairy Lemon. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. The Globe? Eh... <sighs> This is so rich. Theater? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Twitter, Twitter, Addy, tell us where you'd like to um, uh, meet Phil. Yeah, and um, we'll we'll get right on that. Um, but yes, meet myself, meet Darren. Yeah. Can't meet this Graham. Is unfortunately. This is starting to sound more like a dating <laughs> video than something else. Where would you like to meet me? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can follow the podcast at After 250. We're on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, wherever good podcasts are not sold. If you like us, feel free to share, feel free to leave reviews and stuff like that. They really help like get the word out. This episode is going to uh, turn a lot of people off. We can't put the children <laughs> listening to that. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know. Touch my pearls again. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, uh, where after our season 1994, I suspect we may be doing a This Just In, possibly, or several. Uh, but if we're not, we'll probably be back talking about Sanjura with the wonderful Chris Lavery. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, take it easy, guys. Bye. Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. Hang on, you're singing two... How many different songs at once? There's like four. All of them. <laughs> Bye. Bye.